Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>pod hero cast guys with beers talking about movies with capes episode 67 i'm casey ryan i'm todd panic and we watched batman forever we just did that on the fly we, using our videos i pointed to who was gonna say it it worked out great you know th- we're pros you know casey we are in our fourth season of the podcast so of course you know for pros like us no, no problem this is, this is nothing this, this is, is nothing. The easy stuff kid stuff yeah. Hey, buddy. Hey, so, you know, we were saying at the end of the last episode special, <laughs> we were saying uh-huh. how much we were looking forward to, you know, watching a good movie. This movie came out in 95. I watched oh, it a lot. I watched it a lot sure. because Christian, I, you, Christian, you know, uh-huh. he, he was a big fan. Going to be honest with you, once Christian's now a 22-year-old married man, soldier in our, sure is. In our nation's army, um, once we kind of move past that probably have not seen this movie again in probably easily 12 to 15 years not gonna lie i forgot how bad it was really yes it's okay yes it's bad but it's still it's it's oh listen (laughs) it is better than batman and robin Sadly, yes, you're right. You're 100 percent correct. I I feel like the these the Burton verse Batman movies and the Christopher Reeve Superman movies follow the same trajectory. Sure, sure. First ones are good. They mess with the with the um, with the origin. Do a little here and there with it, but they're still solid films. Mm-hmm. Second ones, they do their own thing. They have a good time. They're really 
great. They're probably the apex of both of them. As long as we're talking about the Donner cut, sure. Yeah, well, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. I, I'm sorry. I don't know of yeah, any other right. got it, got cut it, got of... It. You mean the movie? Yeah. The movie. <laughs> and then um, third ones are kind of bonkers and weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, starring uh, stand-up comedians. Yep. That's right. Yeah. They're pretty yes. much stand-up comedian vehicles. Sure. And then the fourth ones, uh, you know, burn them with fire. Yep, that's right. And then if if you, yeah, yeah that's right, that's right. Yeah, four. Yeah, that's geez, they both Superman got four, four, right? Quest for Peace the is quest four. Quest for Peace. Yeah. I know we'd like to forget about it and not have to do it for this podcast, oh. but sadly, we do. Listen, I'm going to say right now, you are in possession of the movie slips. Oh, you, we you don't we need a we need a big pull tonight, man. We need a big pull. This episode mm-hmm. that we are currently recording, way in the past, but in the present for the people who are listening, but for the future for us. So uh, they're listening God, to this now. And they're Everything that's he- happening now is happening now. <laughs> okay. What about then? You just missed it. <laughs> this episode comes out December 11th. Got it. So our next episode will be Christmas Day. So... Uh, Odin, take a minute, okay? Let me just talk to Santa. Hey, Santa, we've had a bad year. And we've been very good. We've been very good. Uh, yes. And so, please, just give us a good movie. That's all we're asking. Winter Soldier? You know, that just is it too much to ask to end the year in Winter Soldier? I, I the think best that's Marvel a perfect way to end the year. Yeah, so that's, so we'll, yes. you know, you want to just, just do that now? Let's just pull, let's just pull Winter Soldier now. Can we? Oh no! Oh no! We've got to talk about this movie, don't we? Right. Yes, we do. And hey, also, uh, while this is December 11th, uh, you know, head on over to nsrad.io and look at our merch page yes. and pick yourself up some fun stuff for uh, Christmas. If it doesn't get there in time, print out a picture of it and be like, <laughs> significant other or child, whatever you want. But please don't buy children things for this program. This is not a program for children. Here's a picture of what you're getting. This may have been something I've actually done in the past. Uh, well, you know, the very famously, this is what kids had. This is what many kids got for Christmas when the first Star Wars movie came out. And oh yeah, they they couldn't get the toys made fast enough. My mother got um, my brother uh, Optimus Prime. Yes, and uh, hid it over at my grandparents' house. Her in-laws, and for some reason, I'm forgetting this part of the story, she didn't have it. Mm-hmm. She couldn't go over there to get it. Oh. So my mother wrote Colin, dear Colin, I ran out of Optimus Primes, but don't worry, it will come to you in a couple days. From Santa? From Santa, oh, 100%. I love it. I love yeah. it. So and I was like, okay, whatever, I'm getting Optimus Prime. Now, Casey, you referenced uh, NSR... I'm nsrad.io, which will take you yes. to the homepage for Night Shift Radio. Um, let's say people wanted to get in touch with us directly. What would be the best way for them to do that? Oh, well, that's simple. That's just superpodherocast at gmail.com because... Only Cap writes letters. Tony. But that's the next Captain America movie that we want to pull. <laughs> that's Civil War. That's we right. want to pull right. Winter Soldier. That's right. Now, if we wanted, if folks wanted to find our social media presences online... How would they sure. track you down? Well, they track me down at not Ryan Casey on Twitter and not dot Ryan Casey on Instagram. How about you, Todd? Uh, you can find me at Twitter or Instagram with the handle at TMP in SYR. 
Uh, or I've got a little blog, tmpnsyr.com. Also, the podcast itself has its own Twitter and Instagram. We tweet stuff out. Uh, I retweeted today, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I mean, this is settled law on our podcast. That's right. It of is. course it's not. What? Oh. Wait. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Hey, you know what? By the time this episode drops, uh, the following Sunday, that episode will drop in the main feed. Because we're right. being generous with this crappy year that is 2020, going back and releasing our back catalog of uh Patreon. That's so, right. That's right. So two years ago, you can on hear Patreon. how Todd is very wrong about thinking that this <laughs> that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. How it dare is. you? How dare you? I lay you, it sir. out. All the facts. Facts how matter. You? How dare you? Uh, yeah. Um, also, head over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash. Hang on. I didn't. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I didn't tell him what her. <laughs> you should do that first. Yeah, we should. Um, so anyway, you can edit around that yeah, yeah. however you want. Um, so anyway, if you want to see the the pictures that we're putting out, the tweets that we put out, uh, we, we should probably be a little better about that. But, you know, we'll sometimes we're also put out. out bonus content. Uh, we just put up a, uh, about a eight-minute long uh, video of about us discussing uh, Alias. Yes, that's um, right. You can do that uh our Twitter handle is TSPHC Tweets, and our Instagram is simply Superpod HeroCast. Excellent. Now, uh, you can also head over to our Facebook page. Again, mix of stuff. Occasionally we do polls. You know, if we're looking for inputs on our Patreon bonus content, a lot of stuff goes up there. That's Facebook.com slash Superpod HeroCast. Yeah. All right. All right. Hey, uh... You want to get into uh, some of the fun stuff around the movie we're here to discuss? Well, before we do that. Oh, yes, of course. Because, I mean, what is the tagline for our program? Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. What are we drinking? I don't like that. What are we drinking? Listen, I've been on quarantine lockdown for two weeks. Right, because in the middle of your trip out to see Christian, mm -hmm. we were just like, nobody from California. And I was like, but wait, can I come home? <laughs> well, I could come home, but I was quarantined. So uh, beer was on you. So I don't know what we've got. You brought beer to my house, uh, left it you know, on the doorstep because I was quarantined. But mm -hmm. uh, the beer was in a paper bag. You said, don't open this. So I haven't. Got the Go ahead and open it. All right. This is this, this is not your Christmas present, but it's like a Christmas present. It's practice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's why I wanted to get that reaction. Brilliant. <laughs> that is brilliant. So, so we are drinking Brick City Breweries, same same, but different because this movie. There's been so much discussion. Pause the music. Stop everything for a second. There's been so much discussion about what this movie is. Is it a continuation? Mm. Is it a reboot? We just didn't know the term for it then. It's a soft reboot. It is a soft reboot, sure. It's a soft reboot. That's Same all universe, but different players. Same universe, different players. There's references in this movie to the first two, so... It's a soft reboot. We just, in 95, we didn't know that. We are just like, it's either reboot or is it? That's right. And then, you know, companies had to be like, um, well, we want to fire a couple actors to keep this going. So it's a soft reboot. It's almost like uh, they needed a name for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, start the music back up. Here we go. Uh, this comes from Brick City Brewery. Brewery. Uh, founded in 2010. 
10. The co-founder Pete left the army after serving in the infantry for four years. Thank you for your service. Nice. Two of which were spent in Germany, where he began to appreciate the many different styles of beer. Upon his honorable discharge, it's always good to not have dis in the front of that. That's right. He was unsure of what he was going to do with his life. At the same time, fellow co-founder Joe was attending college as an accounting major while working part-time. Also, unsure about what he would be doing in the future. So, they started this brewery. Uh, After growing up in Bergen County, New Jersey, Joe and Pete decided a local Little Ferry would be the perfect place for their brewery to call home. In May of 2015, after months of renovations, hard work, and spilt beer, don't cry, <laughs> Bricks City Brewery, Brick City Brewing, officially opened its doors. And it says here at the end of this, with each passing year, we continue to improve techniques, increase our production, expand our portfolio, and to our, uh, excuse me, and add to our roster of great staff members. We've got plenty of exciting news in the works, and we can't wait to share it all with you. So, nice. with that being said, let's crack these bad boys open. You know, we'll have to ask Colin if this is a brewery that's on his radar. It's in kind of northern New Jersey, so I wonder... Yeah, he's pretty close to it. I think he might know where it is. And so, oh, while we, while we pour... Ooh, oh, yes, that hazy... was the other thing. It's also hey, double go. dry hopped, which it's a New England style double hop, double hop IPA uh, it, with Enigma and Monotuka, M Motuka, Motuka, M O T, yeah. Uh, notes uh, the notes are unripe papaya, mm-hmm. cantaloupe, okay, mango Ooh. with sticky dank grass. Please God, let that be. The tiniest of notes. But the color is 100% that. Oh, it's juicy. Holy cow. Which I said said that in front of Danny the other day. She goes, juicy? I'm like, yeah, that's (laughs) how this guy. She goes, gross. Don't ever say that again. (laughs) That's a totally totally appropriate beer term. All right. But I think Danny's one of those people who doesn't like the word slice. So Interesting. uh, We, Aubrey and I, well, hang on. Let's drink this beer first. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Ooh. Ooh, that is... So that's, smooth. That's incredibly smooth. Not too fruity. Nope. It. I it, was worried with so many... But, yeah, I can taste the papaya, the cantaloupe, the mango. And you know what I can't taste? The dank the grass. sticky dank grass. <laughs> um, this is a really good beer. Sometimes the... Sometimes the New England IPAs, the the juice can be almost like biting so sharp, but this one's really, mm-hmm. really subtle. Now, and I this s- this was an accidental picture send from Carissa. <laughs> nice. She was sending me all these other beers, you know, neon and stuff like sure. that, and then and then that one. I'm like, oh, I think same, same, but different. She goes, ha! I didn't even mean to send that to you. But it's perfect. Uh, this is eight percent so alcohol good. by volume, but it drinks a lot smoother than that. Yep. So let's. Uh, Take it slow. <laughs> now, um, you were mentioning uh, Danny doesn't like the word slice or juicy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Aubrey and I have realized. I'm sorry, over, not slice, moist. Oh, moist. Yeah, yeah. Um, Aubrey and I have realized over the last year, I think Aubrey has um, misophonia. Oh, no. Yeah. Mouth sounds drive her crazy. Like, really? Like, kick me in the face crazy. That's misophonia. That's misophonia, yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, my, our buddy Phil mm-hmm. can't can't stay in the in the break room if people are reading, right? Oh no, he can't. He cannot stay. He could not stay in the. Uh, yeah. He, oh boy, this is this is a good beer. Oh, that's nice and smooth. Well done. Like so once Val again, Kimmer's pillowy lips. In if you're in the central New York area, uh, branching out bottle shop in Camillus, without a doubt, the finest beer selection you're going to find. They never disappoint. They never do. And you know what's coming up in just a couple weeks? The beer, oh. at the advent count. Wait. Well, Todd, it's already happened. Did we miss them? Oh, no. Did, oh, we, wait, miss did we really miss them? Did we miss them? We did. Dang, how did we, we did. miss them? Uh, oh, I'm figuring this out live. <laughs> Sorry, Chris and Joel. We totally were going to do it this year. Oh, yeah. I when think it did was they, November. Oh, they must have gone on. It must have been. I think, it must have been November first, right? We were a little preoccupied that with something that was happening in a couple of days after that. Yes, dang. You know, I was I was totally prepared to come on here and be like, you know, stay the course, everybody. But all the states are determined, and uh, we we know who our winner is. Yep. Whether or not the person who is in charge for the next sixty-seven days wants to say so or not. Yeah. 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 Um, I cannot believe, I can't believe we missed it. I, oh, fuck. I can't believe we missed it. I'm look, I'm looking, did we miss it? This might get, Todd, this might get cut. <laughs> I'm looking to see, I'm looking to, on their Facebook page to see their, you know, the post about taking, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Okay. November 1st at 12, 21 PM. Uh, we apologize for any of you who are trying to call in to order our Advent boxes. We have a long line in the store, and those who are here in person will take priority. As soon as things slow down here, we'll be able to take the phone calls. Don't give up, but also maybe come in. Ha, ha, ha. Almost half of them are gone already at 1221 on the day they released them. Damn it. So, Todd, cut around this. Chris, uh, Joel, we tried to call the shop, and we just we couldn't get through. <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> that's, that's right. Damn it. No, that's horrible. Oh. No. No, we, man, we, it completely slipped my mind. Yeah, me too. All right. Holy cow. Well, you know what, though? Good for them. I'm seeing that it looks like on that they sold out on the day. Good for Joel and Carissa. That's good for them. I know it's a lot of work, but good for them. So we'll uh, we'll get them next year. We'll get them next year. All right. Do you want to do some uh, almost cast? Yeah, let's do that. Let's uh, let's talk about the definitely not cast in the title role. Well, yes. So I'll save that for the end. Okay. There, Tim Burton was moving forward with his third movie, mm-hmm. um, where I believe it was going to be called Batman Continues. I think it's what he was going to call. It. I'm like, what? <laughs> Listen, Batman Forever is not great, but Batman Continues just. I don't know about that. Yeah, okay, yeah. so for the Batman, after Michael Keaton walked away from it, mm-hmm. William Baldwin. <laughs> no. So we're moving from Alec to William. We're sure, going to get all Baldwin. Right? Yeah. 
<laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. Okay. All right. And he's got the intensity, sure. Yeah, yeah. He'd be wonderful, but not Batman. Yeah. He'd be better as a villain. He, yeah, or or uh, many other characters like Spectre or Ooh. you know like he or Doctor F- even Doctor Fate like not Batman but okay yes yes I'm sorry please continue your hair hero who your hair hero uh, Kurt Russell Kurt Russell oh okay I yeah. would watch that uh, Alec Baldwin of course again sure, of course uh, Ethan Hawke no okay fucking. Especially after what he said about Logan. No, he doesn't get to be in a comic book movie. <laughs> That's it. Never. Because he obviously didn't see Logan. Uh, Ray Fiennes. Okay. He was, you know, English patient. Yeah. Was what? Yeah, sure. Two years before? 93? 92, 93, somewhere in there? Somewhere in there. Early, early yeah, 90s. So he yeah. was, yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> okay. Everyone's favorite walking garbage pile. Johnny Depp. Oh, come on. It's just mean. Here's one that I would really want to see. Keanu Reeves. I'm Batman. Listen. Now Keanu Reeves. Wait, did you see that? Did you see that? What's his name? Um, The guy who played Satan in uh, Constantine announced that they're working on a sequel with with Keanu Reeves. Did you not see that? I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, I'll well, I'll tell you how I feel about that. I feel fucking fabulous because that's a wonderful but bit have, of news. <laughs> but have you seen Matt Ryan play it? Uh, yeah, yes, CW and listen, verse? I, I mean, God, I also acknowledge so that Constantine is basically Sting. He's supposed to be Sting, right? I mean, mm, and Matt Ryan does it perfectly. I. I I don't disagree with that at all. However, <laughs> I s- can we can in this what I'm assuming is probably going to be a soft reboot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> can we fix it to make it the three uh, B's? Blonde, British, bisexual. Can that happen? Uh, it's twenty. It'll be twenty twenty two at the earliest before we see this movie. Can we just have him at least be at least two of the B's? Blonde and bisexual because. I love Keanu Reeves, but he can't do accents. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, please. Tell continue. me I'm wrong. No, I listen. I was starting to argue, and then I realized that that was silly, so I stopped. <laughs> yes. Okay. So for the face of two, we got just the face one. Of, <laughs> it took me a second. Like I was that? like, <laughs> "What? Who? Who? Oh, what? Um, obviously." Uh, um, uh, Joel Schumacher didn't want Billy D. Williams so much in this movie mm-hmm. that he had to pay him out. I think it was like six or seven million dollars they had to pay him wow. to have him not do the movie. Look, Billy D. Williams probably like, thank you for this money, but uh, my ego is on the floor bleeding right now. That's got to feel horrible. Well. I mean, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of money to be paid not to go to work. I mean. And we'll get him uh, later. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. In Lego Batman. Yeah. So, hmm. so the one other person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he couldn't do it because of scheduling conflicts with a completely historically accurate movie called Braveheart. I just I just saw this. Yes. Yep. 
Wow. No. <laughs> Mel Gibson. No. I mean, especially this Two Face, like a like more of an Aaron Eckhart Two Face. Sure, Mel Gibson could do that. That's fine. I don't see him being able to do this goofiness. So yeah, so you know, camp is camp is a word we're going to talk about here. I until I'd seen this movie, I wouldn't have thought that Tommy Lee Jones was someone who could do camp, and maybe he does. Maybe he, <laughs> maybe he can't. Yeah. No, he can, but maybe he shouldn't. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have the same discussion when we get to Batman and Robin, but if Tommy Lee Jones had played Two-Face like Tommy Lee Jones, yeah, sign me the fuck up. That would have been, like, even that first but, scene. But that wouldn't what, have been, what, that can't be, that's not Joel Schumacher's movie. I mean, this I know, movie is a, a is a sea change, you know, different than mm-hmm. than Batman Forever. Or, I mean, uh, Batman that, Returns, yeah. And that's the same thing with, if Schwarzenegger had just been the Terminator in silver makeup, yeah. even all those shitty, terrible lines he had to say would have been amazing in a monotone, you know, what happened to the dinosaurs, the Ice Age. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a little terrifying, okay. Oh, but, excuse no. me. That's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ugh. Okay, let's keep, <laughs> let's keep rolling through this, boy. All right. For, can we talk about, uh, can we award... One of the worst character names, Dr. Chase Meridian. It's just so ridiculous. Now, that's what I'm going to talk about next. Is that a character in the comics, Chase Meridian? Okay, so created, created for, for the this, story. Got it. Like Vicky Vale, and I th- think I saw, I know Sugar and Spice have been added into something. Mm-hmm. The two uh, Two Face henchwomen Drew Barrymore and Debbie Mazar. <sighs> One of which I was happy to see. Debbie Mazar. No. You don't like her? She's obnoxious. Oh, but she's perfect as the as the evil half. No, I yeah. I actually enjoyed that. Okay. Please continue. Yeah. Renee Russo. Yes, I was yeah. Renee Russo was originally cast to play Dr. Chase Meridian when Michael Keaton was still attached to the project. However, when Keaton dropped out of the project and was replaced by Val Kilmer, brace yourself. Renee Russo was deemed too old to play Batman's love interest. That is despite. Do you want to do you want to take a guess at the age difference? Uh, Renee Russo to Val Kilmer. I'm going to say two years. Six. Six. But so what? Fucking do. That's one year more than my wife and I. Yeah. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I mean, uh, I mean, listen, Rene Russo, L- Lethal Weapon three, um, mm. the Thomas Crown Affair, the remake, mm. is a smoke show. She would have um, been fine. She's a smoke show. Is Frigga like? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's a smoke show. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's Agree. Like, Agree. There's no two ways around it. She's fantastic in every way. Um, so when he, she was fired for being too old, gross, Sandra Bullock and Cindy Crawford were then considered for the part. Obviously, Nicole Kidman got it. And you want to take a guess at the, how much younger she is in Val Kilmer? Uh, uh, she's, she's probably, well, let's see. She was married to Tom Cruise who was uh, Top Gun. I'll bet she's, is she three years younger? 
Seven and a half. Seven and a half. I suck at which figuring I, out ages. Which I went, wait, how old is Val Kilmer? <laughs> Oh, well, I don't know, but he's fabulous in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. You should totally watch that. <laughs> Finally, you watch Christian it. and I watched that when we were in California. Oh, my God. It's so he's, good. It's so Gabe good. Gay Perry is what a wonderful character. 100%. Yeah. Hey, Fagan, nobody's coming in. Just go back to sleep, dumb poodle. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay, for Robin. Oh, man. Before so Chris O'Donnell. Like, it's like the entire... So you're right. Soft. I would say this is a reboot, but for the fact it's the same Commissioner Gordon and supposed, and they refer to the events in the other movies because basically, well, it's Alfred, Alfred, right? Like, yeah, yeah. They're the linchpins. That's right. To making, and they mention Catwoman in this movie, and they talk about Vicky Vale. So sure, there's enough to keep it in universe. Um, yep. So before Chris O'Donnell, <laughs> oh boy, uh, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Wow. Hey, guys. Hey, Robin. Two-Face killed my parents. Hey, guys. I'm gonna I kill think him. somebody's in the Batcave. I think Bruce Wayne's Batman, guys. <laughs> Sorry. That was barely the happening in, uh, in Batman at the same time. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, okay. All right. Jude Law. <laughs> okay. Ewan McGregor. Sure. Both the Corys. Now, that's probably as a favor because they were in Lost Boys. Um, oh, because that's a Joel, that was Joel Schumacher, right? Lost Boys. Joel Schumacher's his filmography is insane, and I want to talk about it, but instead, just go look at his IMDb. Like the, the you've got okay, okay, it's okay. <laughs> Nobody's coming in. You're a big strong puppy. You've got. Uh, the client, which is how he gets Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. You've got a time to kill, which may be one of the best courtroom drama movies, one hundred percent ever. It's so good, and I think it's, it's Grisham's so good. best. I think it's his best movie. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, uh, it's so good, and that's probably why uh, Bullock got a, an audition too. Oh, sure, sure. She's, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Roark. Roark. <laughs> That was my terrible math. Listen, we're just throwing out bad uh, impressions today. Sure. Uh, Okay, two more, three more people were considered: Uh, Toby Stevens, Scott Speedman, oh Scott Speedman, and Matt Damon for Robin. Okay. Now, now, if Matt Damon had played Robin in this, and then his BFF had gone on to play. Batman. Batman, like he did. And then there was, do you remember the rumor when it was uh, Affleck's Batman? Yeah. That Matt Damon was going to play Hush? Uh, I don't think I ever heard that rumor, but boy, that would have been something. Holy cow. That would have been great. He would have been an amazing Hush. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, Jenny McCarthy turned down Sugar. Okay. Which is odd because she then dated Jim Carrey for quite some time. Wait, who? Jenny McCarthy. Oh, Jenny McCarthy. As you said, Jan- yeah. Yes, right, right, right. Okay. Uh, okay. And th- these are, oh, one more. The Riddler, the second choice for the Riddler after you know, Rob Williams. I didn't even include it because sure, he pretty much told, by this point, he told Warner Brothers to go pound salt. Right. Stop bothering me. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, Steve Martin was offered the role. 
Oh my god. I so again, I would not have wanted to see Steve Martin. Well, I guess he does well, he could do he does absurd, but I feel like absurd is different than camp. It would have been a di- it like, would have been a different it, Jim, for a different movie. Jim Carrey is 100% channeling Frank Gorshin. He is doing the Riddler from 66 Batman. Like Yeah, yeah, it, it with right a, down to the costuming. With a, but with a full dose of Jim Carrey in there as well. Like <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but he turned it down because uh, John Candy had just died, mm. and his divorce to Victoria Tennant was going through, and he said he was just too sad to make any movies. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. So when <laughs> when Tim Burton was still going to make this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> He was going to have the Scarecrow be a character also. Interesting. And it was going to be Brad Dourif. Oh, wow. Huh. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, that's yeah. Jonathan Crane. I mean, in the comics, that's more Jonathan Crane than uh, Killian Murphy. Yeah. Okay. Eh, all right. Interesting. He Also, he his ideas for the Riddler were Robin Williams, obviously. <laughs> right. And Mickey Dolenz. From the Monkees? From the monkeys. Okay, you know, I think I feel like I remember hearing that rumor. That sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, Catwoman was going to return with with re- Michelle Pfeiffer or re-kids? with Michelle Pfeiffer. Whoa, wow! And then it was going to be a love triangle with uh, Renee Russo being there. Mm. Okay, and at, as Robin uh, was cast, Marlon Wayans. Right. Yep. I, and I think we even talked about that in Blank Man. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and lastly, for at some point in between, I couldn't find out which one, Michael Jackson was attached to play the Riddler. Holy shit, no. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. But, but it, and this note says, but he was ignored? Wait, was he, was he attached or not? You can't ignore someone. Uh, yeah, uh, that's mm, interesting. Okay. And lastly, this person expressed interest in the role that would be none other than Ferris Bueller. Really, Matthew Roderick? No kidding. That would have been awful. Yeah. Okay. I mean, listen. Okay. The movie we get is awful, but you know. Um, no. No. So listen. Uh, this th- is one we're going to come down different on. I can already tell. So are we going to talk about? So we talked about almost cast. You know, cast actors for roles. Should you know? We have to acknowledge Tim Burton is not directing this, right? Like. Like that's but he is still the, producing it. Sure, but listen. He's the first name we see, so. But, I, but I'm sure that that is purely like a contractual, he gets a piece of it. Like, I can't imagine that Tim Burton had anything to do with the final product here. No. I mean, this the, the fact this movie got made is amazing. Val mm-hmm. Kilmer and Joel Schumacher got into a shoving match on set. What? Like, literal physical altercation. No kidding. When Jim Carrey uh, saw Tommy Lee Jones out at dinner one night in L.A. before they started filming, he went over to say, <laughs> "This one you know, I've I can't heard. Wait to work with you." And he's like, "I hate you. I don't <laughs> like anything you do. I can't stand your buffoonery." <laughs> yeah. And you're just kind of like, "All yeah. right, it's gonna be fun working with you for the next three months." Yeah, oh, yeah, God. yeah. Like wow. directly working with only you, pretty much. 
Now, I'm looking, so I'm on the Wikipedia page here, so I see mm-hmm. a quote from Schumacher who mentioned that Tommy Lee Jones was a source of trouble. Schumacher said Jim Carrey was a gentleman and Tommy Lee was threatened by him. I'm tired of mm-hmm. defending overpaid, overprivileged actors. I pray I don't work with them again. Yikes. Yep. Yikes. And the only person that he hasn't worked with again is Val Kilmer. Is Val Kilmer. Wow. He did the number 23 with Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey yep. I can't remember what what the other thing he did with Tommy Lee Jones was, but he worked with Tommy Lee Jones again. Wow. In something. Boy, so you so we'll 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 decide where we end up at the end of this clearly in ratings, but you know, that's not a good sign when you've got that kind of turmoil and not like, oh, there's one particular dynamic that's not working. It's every everybody's fighting. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. So the fact that we got the movie that we were going to review in a minute, mm-hmm. I that, I guess that was in the back of my mind. I'm like, all right. You, you kind and Oh, Tommy Lee Jones is in a, a Time to Kill. Oh, no, he's not in Time to Kill. Nope, sorry. Never mind. No, no, he's nope. in The Client. Yep. Um, Let's talk about the Schumacher cut for a second. That's what it is, The Client. Oh, but The Client was before. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, but he worked with him again in something else I thought I read. Um, like the only person that he hasn't worked, worked with, with again is Val. Okay. All right. So I don't think he's going to do now. Um, The Schumacher cut. Is that you joked? I thought you were joking. Is that a thing? It's 100% a thing. And if you, you, you watch this on, I'm guessing, HBO Max, yep, right? Sure did. I own the physical copy of this. The okay. deleted scenes. There's this amazing deleted scene after Chase is kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Part of it's in the movie. It's when Bruce is sitting there being like, uh, you know, Chase wants Batman, not me, you know. And then it, it there's like a, especially since I watched the scene beforehand, this abrupt cut to Alfred being like, go to her, sir. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, there's this whole monologue about like, who am I really if I'm being these two different people? And, like, it really deals with, like, you know, the duality so th- of, of Batman and, and Bruce. That would make perfect sense, then, with the conclusion at the end when he's when he's forced with the, you know, the trolley car mm-hmm. I, dilemma. I yep. That, mm-hmm. His answer makes perfect sense if he's previously wrestled with it. You're right. It, it's, it's a weird scene because they set... They set the stage for that in the conversations with Chase, but we don't get that like plainly presented there. So that makes that makes a lot of sense, actually. I hate to say it, but and there's a whole um, uh, deleted scene with Two Face escaping from Arkham, so we get a little bit more of Rene Echeborna, mm-hmm. uh, which I, yes, please uh, rest <laughs> in peace. But yeah. anytime I can see him on anything, I'm very excited. Um, he was such a good actor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, the other big scene is also post – so the first scene is post his timeout when Robin saves him, the the who am I, all that stuff, go to her. Mm -hmm. The second one is after they've been kidnapped and he's already given up being Batman. There's that whole scene when when Bruce is kind of confessing, you see that giant – puppet bat flying towards him Mm -hmm. that's supposed to be in this scene it's really like all these amazing like it there's no um soundtrack to it but it's all these amazing shots of like val kilmer like becoming one with the bat and at one point he stretches his arms out and then it's kind of ruined by at the end hi rachel commissioner gordon i was just water skiing from a hovercraft you know 
doing reckless billionaire type stuff like I do. Still have your eye makeup on. Mm. He comes out of the cave and Alfred's like, are you all right, Master Bruce? He goes, I'm Batman, Alfred. I'm Batman. <laughs> he was like, oh, no, no. But, but you know, though, this makes sense. I mean, Chase Meridian. So I think Chase Meridian is a is a weird or dumb character. Um, but would it would make sense if the, if the story explored more of that, of kind of, you know, Bruce slash Batman's psyche. So that... Uh, I, again, I get it. I, I can see how that would have been in there. I, I got to be honest with you. I kind of wish we had that because the, the camp in this reminded me of the Batman, the TV series, and not in a good way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, so how did this do at the box office before we get into the actual discussion? Sure, sure. Um, so it's a budget of $100 million. Now, that's 25 years ago. Uh, I didn't do the math, but it's going to be some some uh, factor of that. So it's a sizable budget. Box office. How of, much of it went into neon and lasers? Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll save my complaints about that for when we start the movie. But you're not kidding. Um, as a funny aside, we should point out that the as you and I were talking about beer choices uh, for this one, I was like, "Oh, Oma Gang Brewery, a, a New York City, a New York State brewery, uh, they have neon rainbows." I'm like, "There you go. There's a perfect one. Like, <laughs> we don't even have to look." Um, Joel, Joel Schumacher was gay, so yeah, yeah, yeah right. Uh, <laughs> box office three hundred and fifty six million. So you know, three and a half times its its budget. So it's a commercial. Why success. we got Batman and Robin? That's yeah. right. That's right. Um. All right, I uh, I'm ready to uh, argue about why this is a bad but good movie. So our, are you? Well, our our last uh, oh, our last point right, here right, is right. the IMDb score. Do you remember what it was last time we talked? In the sevens, five point four. So we'll we'll hold our uh, we'll hold our thoughts around that then. Interesting. Yeah, I don't remember it being that low. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, jeez, uh, maybe with that, why don't we? Uh, yeah, let's roll that film. We open with In black. the bat. Oh no, <laughs> no, we <laughs> Not no, we open with the bat symbol. Yes. <laughs> oh no, we with, open with the Warner Brothers symbol turning into the bat symbol. Right, and immediately you're getting that green neon light. Mm-hmm. And bright pastel colors with everyone's name going by. I didn't like like I liked how they flew in. That was kind of cool, but then when Val Kilmer's name went across the screen, I was like, "Jeez!" I remember, I remember '95 sitting in the theater watching this and going, "Ah, well, I wasn't ready for that." The, the evidence is right there. Literally, the title credits are telling us this is a different Batman, despite mm-hmm. the fact that it's a you know, it's theoretically the Burton verse. This is a different Batman movie. Schumacher was making sure you knew this is going to be different. That's right. That's right. And we also, we get a very neon uh, Batmobile. Still, you know, top speed of like 30 miles an hour. Those chase scenes were embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, you know, the Batman suiting up, you got those Dutch angles. You got Dutch angles. You also got ass and crotch shots. Hello. Yep, the, that prominent cod piece. And the steam. So much steam in the Batcave. Mm-hmm. It's very hot. If he doesn't put a dehumidifier in there... He's going to get mold all over the place, and that's hard to get out. <laughs> no, no, I mean, no. I have terrible news for you. That that steam comes from all the bat guano. 
Oh, yuck. <laughs> it's very stinky in there. Like I wanted <laughs> later when when uh when Dick ends up in there for him to be like, Oh my god, you're bad. Wow, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> that's right, that's right, Start waving that's right. his hand. That would have been great. Um so again, we know we're in a different Batman universe. Alfred oh. says, Can I persuade you to take a sandwich with you, sir? Batman says, I'll get drive through. That moment I was like, Oh no. I clearly had fonder memories than reality because i was looking forward to watching this but i i oh. got that sneaking I, I sensed a great disturbance in the force i had a twinge with the title credits and with that line it cemented it i'm like fuck <laughs> we are then introduced to tommy lee jones as two-face sure but even even before we get to to him literally just gotham city <laughs> just gotham city it's like a gaudy overlit Times Square. It is so far afield from the Burton Gotham City. Mm-hmm. I would think you could make a very strong argument that there's only two movies in the Burton verse. And then these is the Schumacher verse. Or yeah, the first of two. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got bad news. The the neon and all that bright shit, it's gonna get a lot worse than the next oh, one. Can it go can we make it any more neon or yeah. Yes, we can. It's called Batman and Robin. Uh. Two faces monologue. There, like yeah. I wrote down, it goes from great. You're counting on the winged Avenger to deliver you from evil, aren't you, my friend? Are you gonna kill me? Maybe, maybe not. You could say we're of two minds on the subject. <laughs> You're a gambling man. Let's say we flip for it. Too bad. <laughs> One man is born a hero, his brother a coward. Maybe starved politicians grow fat. Holy men are martyred, and chuggies grow legion. Why? 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 Well, this is a good. Oh, but by the end, the luck, blind, stupid, simple, doodah, clueless luck. Just pure <laughs> ham. I mean, my note is Tommy Lee Jones is hamming it up as Two Face. Versus a that guy actor. Oh, yes. The guard, um, Joe Gravasi. Yes. Who's from oh. Buffalo, New York. Which, honestly, uh, sorry, Central New York, Joe Gravasi. Uh, he should have fallen into the acid. He was <laughs> so obnoxious in that. He's tough. He's tough. I, I got to be honest with you. He's such a that guy actor. I couldn't even find, like, the seminal role that you would go, oh, that guy. But literally, you see him. You've seen this guy in mm-hmm. shit. But he usually plays this kind of character, like a, yeah, pretty much, yeah, yeah. Except the challenge is, oh, it's a trap. Batman takes the this bait right from Two Face, mm-hmm. shows up at this bank. The bank guard Joe Gravasi is in this bank vault. Batman goes in to save him. It's a trap. He's locked into the vat or into the vault, which starts filling with boiling acid. Not just acid. Boiling acid. For your dying pleasure, we are serving the very same acid that made us the men we are today. <laughs> well, I'm going to say it right now. Two-Face does not have dissociative di- identity disorder. Oh. Or at the very least, he doesn't refer to himself as us and we. Yeah, yeah. That seemed like an odd. Drove me up the wall in 95. Mm-hmm. Guess what? In 2020, it still drove me nuts. <laughs> you were talking about Joe Gravasi and how obnoxious he is in the vault. He is. Unfortunately, he is called on to deliver a lot of... He, you know, he it's his job to make sure we understand the stakes, and it's done through the worst kind of, like, again, camp acting, you know, the terror at the, at the boiling acid that's, you know, seeping into the vault. It's just mm-hmm. a ridiculous scene, did not love it, and 
you know, I started groaning at this point. Well, I I sat down on Wednesday night to watch this with the family. Yeah. I had to turn it off before this scene ended because the bean Which was, is only like what, was, seven minutes in? But the bean didn't that? like the um the elevators getting shot up. We have discovered she does not like guns at all. Okay. Okay. Like, we showed her clue. And she liked it for the most part, but at the end, she's like, it was good. You could have warned me about the guns. I'm like, one person is murdered with a gun. Oh, two people. But yeah. I'm just like, okay. Hmm. So so six men emptying their semi-automatics <laughs> into an elevator door, presumably <laughs> into Batman, was way too much for her. Yeah. Two-Face escapes. Batman um, ends up, you know, he's... He's dangling from Two-Face's helicopter, falls into the water, and we look up at the Statue of Liberty. So once again, Gotham City is across a body of water from New York City. Sure. New Jersey is where it's supposed to be. Listen, I'm not the one who came up with that shit. Seriously, Gotham is not New York City, but what is it? Adjacent? Gotham is in New Jersey. Uh, Okay. So it's Newark? Yeah, something like that. No, because Newark is not on a... Not Newark's not on water. Newark. No, it's a harbor city. It's a harbor fictional city. It's always a harbor city, so we, we're right there. But yeah, the the Statue of Liberty. But instead of a flame having a uh, making it a lighthouse, I was like, I mean, sure, <laughs> maybe at some point it, that we could have done that for it, but no. We get some news over the radio. Two faces rampage, but also Bruce Wayne sharing profits with the employees of the highly successful electronics division of. Wayne Enterprises. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'll be honest with you. The most Burton-esque of, of the settings for me was actually this factory lab. The Wayne Tech lab? Thing. Yeah, like, oh, 100%. It felt like it was built for Burton, and then he quit, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we built this set. We might as well just use it. it. It's the weirdest thing. It's like they're all scientists working on things, you know, with... It's kind of like the throne room in X-Men Origins Wolverine that they... They assault. Yep. When they yep. go, like it's this weird, like you know, not not wide, but really deep um, phrasing. I mean, again, it, this is one of those things. Camp is the right word because it's just so far from anything that makes sense to me. I don't know. We get to meet the second villain of the of the evening. Well, at this point, we don't think he's a villain. By the end of the scene, we go, "Oh, he's a fucking villain." <laughs> He yeah, starts out perfectly listen, harmless in this scene. He's quirky. He's weird. In the same way that Jamie Foxx is... 100%. It's the same idea, yeah. The part that annoys me is... <laughs> the part that annoys me is... It, it's this trope that the socially awkward guy is going to be the villain. Always, yeah. You know what I mean? That And that's clearly what it is. Um, did you get Ed Bagley Jr. vibes from uh, Edward's boss? That's because it is Ed Bagley Jr. No, it's not. It's not. Yes, it is. No. It it is clearly Ed Bagley Jr. So yes, those are exactly the vibes I got <laughs> because it. it's him. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I don't think that's Ed Bagley Jr. <laughs> it's Ed Bagley Jr. <laughs> you shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's totally him. All right, hang on. Let's look. Oh my god. That's I thought you were is setting it really? me up for something. It totally is. Fred Stickley. Yeah. Yeah. It's Ed Bagley Jr.? Holy yeah. shit. All this time. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you, you know who's the person who I saw in the credits and then clearly missed him in the movie? 
John Favreau's in this. Damn it. I was just going to say that to you. Yes, he's he's in this scene. Oh, is, oh, is this the scene he's so in? So when Bruce is walking down the hall into oh, there, and he's there's got, like, his the assistant, and then there's, there's uh, hang on. Holy shit, it's Ed Begley Jr. Uncredited. Uncredited. So I've never seen his name in the credits. Yeah. Fuck, he looks so different. That's him. You know Patrick Leahy's in this too, right? Senator Leahy? Mm-hmm. Senator he? Leahy's in this one too, yep. He's a big Batman fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, when you're a oh, senator yeah. and you're a, a comic book fan, when those comic book movies get made, you get asked to be in them. <laughs> Listen, as senator? as Senator yeah, Patrick Leahy, I, so when is there a senator, when is there a political scene? I think he's at the circus sitting around Bruce. Oh, be, sure. Oh, or maybe the maybe the ga- the gala, the Gotham gala. Oh, maybe there. Because he's, he's probably somewhere. a VIP. Yeah, he's yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Right. Okay, all right. All right, so anyways, huh. uh, clearly that is Ed Bagley Jr. I don't know why you said it wasn't. <laughs> it's right It's right there. Fuck. Oh, I have watched funny. this movie Three dozen times easily. <laughs> That's really, really funny. That's really funny. Okay, so Ed Bagley Jr. tries to shoo um, Edward away from Bruce. Work, Edward. And some people have been trying to keep us apart. Back to work, Edward. Edward's got the, this this device that he's going to uh, you know, send neurons into people's heads, manipulate brain waves, all this stuff. He has a really interesting... Or uh, innocent take on it, mm-hmm. right? So it's as simple as he's basically going to beam television programs directly into the viewers' minds. But manipulate brainwaves is what clicked in the Batman part of Bruce's brain is to go, hang on, don't do that. And Bruce kind of schluffs it off. He's like, I'll have my secretary set something up with you. You call my assistant Margaret, she'll set something up. And he's like, ah, uh, that's not going to be. I need an answer now. I think I deserve it. I'm sorry, Ed, then the answer is no. And then we see Nigma's world crumbles in front of him. As his boss is like, oh yeah, you're so done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as they're all walking away, in case you hadn't figured it out by this point, he is a villain. You were supposed to understand. Oh, again, oh, substitute, okay, substitute electro, yeah, Jamie, it's, it's exactly, uh, it's it substitute, yeah, it's oof. the bat single has gone off during this scene. So again, the absurdity here. So Bruce is in Wayne Enterprises in downtown Gotham City. Uh-huh. He walks into his office. He says, "Lock," and the door is locked behind mm-hmm. him. He sits down at his desk. And he says, "Chair," and. A trap door opens under the chair, and he basically just leans forward, slides down this slide into a chute, which apparently goes all the way back to Wayne Manor. So he gets Batman up there and then drives all the way back. He has to drive from Wayne Manor in the Batmobile to get to Gotham City. Somehow this slide goes all the way back to the Batcave? Bullshit. (laughs) Wait a minute. You are the person who usually goes off on this kind of ridiculousness. You're okay with this? No, I'm not. I just... (laughs) (laughs) Why are you not outraged with me? Come on. I got... I I brought two pitchforks with me today. Come on. Here's yours. Pick it up. Okay. All right. There Um, you go. No, it's... it's my my more problem there is yes he has to drive back so if it's a real emergency 
uh, he gets there, and Commissioner Gordon's like, "Well, uh, Batman, uh, everyone's dead. Uh, Harvey <laughs> killed right. everybody. Right. What fucking took you so long?" That's right. And and then Batman goes, "I had to get drive through." <laughs> nice callback. Hey. Yeah. So it's not Commissioner Gordon. It is Chase Meridian, ready to pretty. Much I'm sorry. I believe you mean Doctor Chase me. Meridian. Terribly sorry. She is a doc. She didn't go to psychoanalyst. Seven years of stupid comic book doctor school. Horny doctor school. Like, yeah, yeah. She is yeah. DTF in almost every one of these scenes. And I think that's why I don't like mm-hmm. her because she's such a ridiculous character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like with Rene Russo, we would have gotten more of a real character. And I don't think I don't. I'm not going to put it on Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman does a good job. She's a good actor. She's yeah. She's clearly a very good actor. But but it's it is the direction that she is being given. That's fair. That's fair. Like okay, it's the it's the uh, Kristen Stewart kind of criticism of Twilight that's mm-hmm. she was directed to act that way that's because I, I love capable. everything else that Kristen Stewart has ever been in sure sure that's fair okay that's fair but I'll say this I fucking hate Chase Meridian oh 100% she's ridiculous yep Dr. Chase Meridian and Batman have a quip off the bat signal is not a beeper well I wish I could say that my interest in you was purely professional you're trying to get under my cape doctor <laughs> A girl can't live by psychosis alone. Including the horribly misogynistic. It's the car, right? Chicks love the car. (laughs) Gross. Even in 95, I was like, chicks? Really? You know, the worst part is, usually when when I think camp, I think that all you're doing is this kind of like surface-level ridiculousness. The problem is... There's a, there, there's a really smart idea under here. So you already talked about it in some of the deleted scenes. It's this exploration of the two halves of Bruce, Bat, Psyche. The second scene with Chase Meridian, we'll get this here. She references... Pity I can't see behind the mask. We all wear masks. And again, clearly this is going to be the thread you know that runs through, the, through this movie. That's a Batman theme. No, yeah. I, yes, he wears a physical mask, but... You know, the real person is Batman. Bruce is his mask. It's what's discussed in Batman Begins. There was a great episode of Batman Beyond where uh, old Bruce was being um, fucked with, and he finally figured it out. Why were you so sure those voices weren't coming from you? Well, first, I know I'm not psychotic. I hope your other reason's more convincing. And second, the voice kept calling me Bruce. In my mind, that's not what I call myself. What do you call yourself? Oh, yeah. I suppose you would. But that's my name now. Hmm. Tell that to my subconscious. He calls himself Batman when he's thinking in his head. (laughs) But but again, so why do you take this ridiculous tone in this movie when you've actually got a really interesting and serious idea to explore? So now I'm talking myself into it. Now I want to see... The um, Schumacher cut. Yeah, now I really do. And I wonder if, like, simple things, even in the scene where she's like... I'll bring the wine. Drops her coat. You bring your scarred psyche. Don't drop the coat. And the flirting is still implied, but she's still being a doctor. Like, a part of her attraction to him has to be she wants to fix him. She says it later in the film. Why do I always gravitate to these kind of guys? She yeah, I mean, there's so many. Yeah, this movie could have been so much better. Okay. So Pat Hingle shows up in, 
his pajamas. Cockblocking Chase, clearly, because she was DTF. Yeah, as you said. Oh, yes. Uh, he jumps off the roof, and I got to say, uh, I didn't write down the timestamp. I'll find it. When he lands in the car and goes, Women. It was a little Keaton. It felt like a Keaton delivery of that line. So Edward's back Futzing around with the the box. Oh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? (laughs) He's doing that thing where you've lost an argument with someone and you're mocking the person. Questions. There's too many questions. There's just too many. (laughs) It's like the shower uh, rebuttal, right? Like the next day in the shower. Oh, well, you were (laughs) you look stupid in that suit, so I don't know why you're saying anything. Because yeah, who shows up? Definitely Ed Bagley Jr. <laughs> Not oh the character. It's literally Ed Bagley Jr. as himself. He's like, hey, yeah. how, are, how you doing? He just walks in, rips off the mustache, and is like, hi, I'm TV and films Ed Bagley Jr. <laughs> I'm here to talk to you about greenhouse gas. Oh. Yeah, so unfortunately, uh, Fred Stickley, Mr. Nigma's boss, interrupts him. What the hell is going on here? It's not going to go well. Caffeine will kill you! Uh, his boss ends up strapped into the device. He's the guinea pig. We get to see what this device does. So there's a fishing show and essentially Stickley is seeing these 3D fish coming out of the screen. He's entranced. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time... The matrix starts breaking. Yeah. It's a little bit nebulous. Stickley does not get dumber, but Nigma gets v- very much smarter. Mm-hmm. More power! I did like when he upped the juice. The two of them, like, who can be the goofier here? Yeah, I mean, listen, you're not you're not hiring this era Jim Carrey and not getting the face contortions, you know. But I got to be honest with you, that scene, I was reminded of the mask, and I was reminded how much I was like, clearly in terms of like box office and like uh, the zeitgeist, Jim Carrey clearly is one of the all-time, you know, legends of comedy. But I got to be honest with you, I don't know that I find him that funny anymore in retrospect. It kind of, I kind of like, I kind of groaned. now. I was like, uh, is the this. water a little muddied for how much of a pretentious ass he's become? But uh, I mean, I'm going to guess Jim Carrey and they'll be on our podcast. Yeah, now, I, I'm okay I'll, with that one. He's a he's a bit of a I, he's he's an odd bird. I was reminded how much I hated that rewatch of The Mask, which was just the year before. This was during that stretch of movies yeah. that he did. This is that's this is his arguably his peak, right? And it's before Man in the Moon, so it's before he becomes an artist. Mm -hmm. But this is the peak of Jim Carrey, the comedian. We have one more Jim Carrey movie in the helmet. What? He's in Kick-Ass 2. Right. His performance, yeah. No. That one, I'll watch that twice. Problem with that is that, like, two weeks, no, probably two months before the movie came out, he went on a rampage of talking about glorifying violence in movies, and I'm like... Hey, Jim, do you know what the movie you just did yeah. is, buddy? I mean, like... Yeah, yeah, Jim, were you awake uh, when you were awkward. So did you there? recognize yeah. the Bass uh, Masters, whatever that show is? Did you recognize that guy? No. He's from Spider-Man. He's part of the board of directors. He's the guy that fires... Um, uh, uh, bu- 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 Willem Dafoe? Yeah. I did not get that. <laughs> the instant he popped up, I'm like, I've seen this guy very recently. 
I looked him up. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, I can't remember what his character's name is. Oh, Jack Betts. Jack Betts Jack is the Betts. actor, yeah. Yep. Oh, he looks like... Jeez, he looks like... Oh, yeah. He's almost got an Uncle Ben look to him, but he's he's not. No, yeah. But, yeah, he was uh, Henry Balkin in the... The first Spider-Man movie. Yeah, he's killed on the balcony there with the with the um, the pumpkin with the fa- bomb. Yeah, when yeah. Green Goblin shows up. Mm-hmm. So huh. okay. he ups the juice. He realizes that when he ups the juice, he takes on his brainwaves. But again, uh, he doesn't. It's a weird thing. Like I would have expected then when he turns that off for his boss to have been like an imbecile. Mm-hmm. So I I don't understand how the science works. Todd, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Right there. It just, it doesn't. Um, well, it's violating like the laws of physics, right? Like conservation of energy. Like he's getting something, but the other guy's not losing anything. Especially, I mean, that's had to have been so hard for Ed Begley Jr. to be in the scene, seeing the ener- energy conservation not working right here. I mean, <laughs> it's got to be tough for him. <laughs> so, of course, just like any Batman villain, Edward kills Ed Begley Jr. Um, and, but at first he pushes him out the window and his head is still attached to his part of the box. Hang on! And you're like, oh, he's going to have a change in conscience. He's, he runs over there and he grabs the top of it and says, Fred, babe, you are fired. Or should I say terminated? So they missed a huge, there's such a better joke there. Because the only thing holding Fred in place is the cable mm-hmm. on the headset. What he should have said was, Fred, buddy, I'm letting you go. And then pull the helmet off. That's such a better... That I, I was an like, amazing punch I, I'm up. sitting there watching it going, oh, he's going to say I'm letting you go. And he's like, you're terminated. I was like, that sucks. And of course, you know, in true Jim Carrey fashion... You hear him hit the water... Form, but a little rough on the landing. He, he may have to settle for the bronze. <laughs> he ends up in the in the uh, spillover where uh, Doctor Richard Kimball does a Peter Pan right there. So go get a fishing pole. Get get a, get a pole. Give oh, me a fish and who's hand. in that yeah. scene? Tommy Lee Jones. Hey, Yay. <laughs> there's the link. That's right. Uh, so next, <laughs> next is is God. Hang on, I can't. I never noticed this as a kid, but when they're showing the slow motion footage of Harvey being turned into Two Face, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones takes the Manila the Vanilla envelope like this, and yep. he's got it like this, and then he goes, and then he goes, and then the acid hits. His entire oh. face is exposed. Oh, that's ridiculous. He should be whole face. Yes. <laughs> His whole face with two scarred sides of the coin, and he's just evil. Yeah, 100%. He just doesn't need to flip the coin. He just kills people. Um, That's right. And also, I thought it was showing Batman sitting in the uh, whatever, the pe- not the jury, but the other the other section like of the, the courthouse. Yeah, the like the where the audience, yeah, where the public yeah, Whatever sits. it is. Yeah, yeah, the public. It's just like, could you imagine being the guy who's sitting next to Batman and be like, so, uh, there was traffic tough for you this morning. 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. If you're looking for Batman, the world's greatest detective in this movie, forget it. it. They're not exploring. These these riddles are right out of the TV show, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they might as well be. Like, to your point, it's Frank Gorshin delivering them. And, I mean, I kind of want, I actually kind of wanted the Adam West like take on all those riddles because it might as well have been right from the TV show. So the first the first riddle, yeah. If you look at the numbers on my face, you won't find 13 any place. And he figures it out real quick. Like like I almost wanted him to like pull out the script, and like hold it up genie style says Batman Forever. Flip through the pages and be like, "Oh, it's a clock." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. I, I see if I read scene 16, it's a clock. <laughs> it's a clock. Uh so now we're at uh, Edward Nigma's apartment. He's got the Zoltar Speaks machine from Big in the back mm-hmm. of his apartment. Wearing the Riddler costume that he's going to wear later in the film. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. It was, yeah. And what, uh, who's playing? Is it Flaming Lips? What's the song that's playing? Oh, I don't even know. It's a good song. Yeah. We, we didn't mention at the start, not Danny Elfman doing the... The score on this. Oh yeah, who does the score on this one? Uh, it... It's a it's a guy with credits, but it's it's not Danny Elfman. It Mark is, is it? Elliot Goldenthal. I had part of it. I had gold. He's done all, like the fir- the original Pet Cemetery, <laughs> Demolition Man, Boo. Interview with the Vampire. Ooh, none Heat. of these are Heat, A Time to Kill. Oh, he'll do Batman and Robin. Oh. Uh, I don't like his Batman theme. I wanted the Danny Elfman music, yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent, or something along those lines. Like, meh, I don't know. you know, th- this whole movie, I just kept thinking, like, how much of Batman and Batman Returns that I wanted. Like, that was the tone I wanted. I, I don't understand how you went from the tone of Batman Returns to this. You know, I, I keep scratching my head. I just don't understand. You have a very flamboyant gay man directing this movie. I mean, that is not an anti-gay slur. I'm not trying to gay bash. I'm not trying to say anything anti. But the part I don't get, though, is, I mean, you and I are not homophobic. No, I I like Joel Schumacher's movies. I mean, the the vast majority of his movies, I'm on board. I'm a fan. If he's got the gear in him to do things, even even like like he got the client, and you've got a time to kill with. Quite possibly the worst, besides actually physically showing the act, rape scene in a movie. Yeah, yeah. That's a really tough scene to watch. And then you've got stuff like this and Batman and Robin. There's silly stuff in there, but then you've got things that are in between, like phone booth. Falling down. Falling he, down. He did falling down. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Lost I'm, Boys. Fucking uh, uh, flatliners, man. Flatliners. If Oh, my God. He did DC Cab. He did. Jim Carrey auditioned for it. Yeah, that's awesome. Jim Carrey also auditioned for um, Lost Boys. Um, did he really? Yeah, he did for, for one of um, the one of the one of the secondary vampires. Yeah, um, no kidding. I can't remember who. But if he had made this movie, like he shot and and uh, lit Flatliners, how amazing mm-hmm. would this movie be? Because it still would have the neon, it would still have all that stuff, but it would be used in a much more stylized feels like a David Fincher type movie way. Yeah. I just I, I I think also Warner Brothers was really scared because 
halfway through Batman Returns, McDonald's pulled the toys because of backlash from parents because of how violent that movie is. Yeah. So uh, I think they were really sure. trying to let's make it more kid friendly. Let's and then they completely went overboard with. I mean, they made a toy commercial for Batman and Robin. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, yikes! All right, so <laughs> Bruce shows up. Uh, <laughs> I love the security guard at uh, Chase's. I'm assuming not apartment, but his her office building, where she's like Doctor Chase Meridian. He just points. <laughs> He doesn't even say, like, first door on the left. Like, I guess. I'm, yeah. But, yeah, he just parks on the street outside. Oh, he's Bruce Wayne. He can park his car yeah. wherever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Sure, sure. If it gets stolen, he'll just buy another one, right? At this point, he's gotten two. Yes, but we've only seen the one. He's bringing the second one to Chase. Right. So the first one is Clock, and she gets it right away. She's like, haha, I'm very smart. She has trouble with the second one, which is, did you write it down? Tear one off. And scratch my head. What once was red is black instead. She's thinking. She's thinking. He gives her the pity. Match. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And then she gives her diagnosis. My opinion is letter writer is a total wacko. Wacko? Is that a technical term? She gives the psychobabble. Patient may suffer from obsessional syndrome with potential homicidal tendencies. Does that work better for you? So, what you're saying is... This guy's a total wacko. Exactly. You know, it's the worst kind of, like, so from this, from these two clues, because he showed her the first clue as well, or the first mm-hmm. riddle as well, she says that the writer is obsessed with Batman. And I'm like, where How? are you getting, where, where, are you, yeah, getting where, where, what are you getting that from there, sport? Um, <laughs> the writer anyways, wants to fuck Batman, and so do I. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Again, teasing out this idea of, you know, what's inside Batman's psyche. She introduces us to this doll. It's a Malaysian dream warden. Wow, it really looks like it's split down the middle as a two-faced doll. And Jesus Christ, my head hurts from getting this this symbolism being beaten over my head. In some flirting that is as awkward as Bruce and Kitka in... Batman the movie, 66. At least the kissing was better in this one. Oh, yeah. Well, Bruce invites her to the circus. Wait a minute. We're skipping a major part of the scene, sir. Oh, please. Uh, Yes, I'm hoping to, but please go ahead. (laughs) What does she have on her wall? I clearly missed that. A Rorschach test. Oh, yes, yes, yes. A vagina. I mean, a Who is Rorschach supposed to be? Oh, is he supposed to be Batman? Well, it's supposed to be the question, but oh, the question sure. is pretty much Batman. That's really leaning into the the, ang- the detective. Uh, no, well, detective and vigilante angles, yep. right? Yeah, Got yeah, it. yeah. But it's just kind of like, <laughs> I love it. It's just like, uh, Rorschach tests show you what you want to see. Why are you obsessed with bats? Well, it's because I'm Batman. What? What? Uh, <laughs> who, who said that? Why am smoke I bomb. <laughs> so they're at the circus. Oh, did you recognize uh, Gossip Gertie? No. <laughs> the the cat eye uh, glass wearing woman? Yeah, yeah. That's Mrs. Bob Kane. No shit. And she's oh. got, sadly, a bigger part in Batman and Robin. Yeah. She, she's fine in this. She's got enough lines where I'm like, all right, that's fine. I, but I she's, mean, like, she's reacting to the fact that she's sitting next to Gotham's, you know, most most eligible bat bachelor. Bruce and, and Chase are watching the... Um, 
the circus and he leans over and asks her I'm going rock climbing this weekend would you like to join me and she's oh, like um I'd like to I, I I love climbing I mean I really love it but I've met someone and at that point, Bruce and like, then what the fuck are we doing here? Like, yeah, yeah, yes. this is sketchy. Agreed. If you're into someone else, let me take you to him now. But of course, they are interrupted by old Harvey Two Face, as they call him in this movie, for some inexplicable reason. He's not Harvey Two Face. He's Two Face. He's Two Face. Yeah. Harvey Dent was his name. The setup for all this obviously is we're about to meet Dick Grayson. So the mm-hmm. now this is. I mean, not the way in which they die, but like this, I, I do like that they get his origin right, right? Like the the fly, not not the, not by, but I mean, he was a member of the Flying Graysons, right? Sure. His family was killed by a super a criminal villain, right? Tony Zuko, yeah. Tony so Zuko. I, I can't I think remember. That's Danny like that. Zuko, yeah. and I think not he's Danny Zuko. <laughs> I Tony something. Tony something. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, they were murdered, but I don't think it was in a trapeze thing. I think they were just shot. Oh, okay. All right. Well, well, I liked that part. Um, but the Graysons, Ooh. the the only thing I don't get though, so Two Faces plan is he's got he's got this. I mean, it might as well be like the Wiley e. Coyote. Doesn't he say something like two hundred sticks of di- of TNT? Or something mm-hmm. um, in a bomb that's you know he's going to detonate unless Batman is delivered to him dead or killed. Yeah, and he's like, surely one of you knows who Batman is. Hell, odds are one of you pasty faced twits is Batman. Your logic is not sound. But but he wants him like bruised, broken, bleeding in a word. Dead. Like again, his ask is not real clear. I'd be like, hang on, what what are you asking for here? Can we can you, can we be real specific? Are we supposed to kill Batman? Do we bring him to you and then you kill? I'm very confused. And also, do I look at your scarred eye? Do I look at your? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Am I supposed that's to right. Look? Is it? Yeah, that's right. I, I yeah. I don't want to be rude here. Uh, so, I I like Bruce stands up and he's like he's going to give himself up, but of course he's drowned out in the panic that sets in in the audience. <laughs> And nobody else heard that? Uh, yeah. What I don't understand is, so the Graysons go after the bomb. What the fuck are they going to do? They're not bomb. <laughs> they're not bomb squad. They're going to do what Dick does. They're going to throw it off the side. Well, then I guess they kind of deserve to die because they're kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> they're a little dumb. They're a little dumb. Dumbs. You know that um, his brother auditioned to play uh, the brother, Mitchell, I think is his name, mm. Mitchell Grayson. Sure. Uh, auditioned to be uh, Robin, and this was kind of like the consolation because he's an actual tra- he's an actual acrobat. Oh, no kidding, uh, Jerry Robinson. I said Joel said we'll just cast a pretty face and have someone else do all the hmm. shit for him, honey. While his parents are being murdered, Dick gets the bomb and throws it off into Goth- Gotham Harbor. So I guess Batman was wrong. Sometimes you can get rid of a bomb. <laughs> So they 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 go back to his house. Um, Bruce has a uh, a flashback. It wouldn't be a Batman move if we don't get to sure. see the Waynes get blown away by Joe Chill. Or I guess in this is Jack Napier. It's the same gun. That was that was a good continuity. I believe it looks like the same gun that okay. was used in uh, Batman. Yeah, sure. So Why not? I'll give him uh, that. 
Dick is unpacking. Alfred goes in to help him. He sees his helmet. And I, this is the stupidest fucking yeah. thing in the movie. Is this a Robin? My brother's wire broke once. And I swung out and grabbed him. My father said I was his hero. I flew in like a Robin. The Robin on your hat is red. That's not a Robin. Robins are gray. For the red chest. That's a fucking cardinal. Here's the pedantic Casey I was looking for earlier with the tubes. Can we can we get a fucking ornithologist? Uh, you know, here's so here's another problem. So Dick is only at Wayne Manor because basically Commissioner Gordon was gonna have him placed as a ward of the state, right? Because he's a minor. How old is Dick supposed to be? Because Chris O'Donnell is twenty five when he's making this movie, and he looks yeah, 29. Yeah. He he matured fast. <laughs> he looks very yeah. old. But you're gonna I guess they're trying to say he's somewhere between 15 and 17. He yeah, he's he's gotta be under 18, right? Like he's a minor. Because he's a ward, but at the end of when he saves him and he's like, What kind of name should I have? He goes, How about Dick Grayson, college student? I'm like, is he 17 then? Well, maybe he graduated. Maybe his maybe his and birthday was in like August, you know. Before you know, he was a young. Yeah, listen, listen. He, here's what he's clearly not is under twenty, but uh, he's twenty five. He looks twenty. He looks. He's a little long in the tooth there. So Bruce goes out for some reason. There's this very very dumb spoiler alert. Probably I think I'm going to cut from this movie. Two Face Chase. Yeah, that ends with the Batmobile going. It, it goes nowhere. It, oh, oh, wait. It goes to a ridiculous place. The Batmobile drives up the wall of the building. Yep. That, uh, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, you know what we didn't mention? Why is the circus being broadcast on TV? <clears throat> because Edward's watching all the Two-Face stuff and, like, eating microwave popcorn and laughing <laughs> and everything, having a great time. Like, mm-hmm. what fucking city shows the circus on TV? Well... I mean, it's clearly some kind of a it. It's like the opera because you know Bruce and the the landed gentry of Gotham are there in you know tuxedos. Full, yeah, so is it an event? I don't know. I mean, yeah, they don't explain it, so we shouldn't have. You know, we we don't know. It's it's just more of the fucking ridiculousness of this movie. So speaking of. The Riddler, it wouldn't be a superhero movie with someone having to figure out what their costume's going to look like. He goes through some a myriad of yep. idiotic costumes before he realizes, oh, I'm just going to steal what the what Zoltar right. is wearing. And we then go to, we're in Two Faces Lair. With sugar and spice. Did you notice when Sugar is explaining what she made for dinner and the camera is panning down towards them and moving in, you can see Jim Carrey standing in the background. Waiting for his entrance. You're kidding. I totally missed that. No, totally 100%. He's over to the... He, I mean, you can't... Now that you know, go back and watch. I'm going to have to go back go, and see it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, okay. And he's literally just standing there holding the cane. Yeah, so Riddler comes in. He and Two-Face forge this unlikely alliance. They're both focused on, you know, destroying Batman. Yeah, at the end of this, the Riddler says, It's simple. We kill the Batman. <laughs> He shows the device off to Two-Face. He he turns the beams on sugar and spice. He gives Two-Face a little taste. 
and we, we hear his big plan. You will help me steal production capital so I can put a box on every TV in town and become Gotham's cleverest carbon-based life form. And in return, I will help you solve the greatest riddle of all, the mother of all riddles. Who is Batman? And uh, we get a little bit of a timestamp of the era that this movie takes place in. He puts it on two faces. Hey, says, this is your brain on the box. This is my brain on the box. Does anybody else feel like a fried egg? Kids, that was a commercial from the 90s that where a boiling pan boiling no a very hot pan frying pan gets a egg dropped into it after they show the egg he says this is your brain and it throws it in and says this is your brain on drugs any questions yes this makes no sense what are you saying yeah though do you remember the late 90s version of that with rachel lee cook no rachel lee cook in a athletic t-shirt and some nice jeans in like an apartment she goes this is your brain this is your brain on drugs and this is what it does to your family, to your job. It starts smashing the apartment. And at the end, she just throws the frying pan back on the stove and goes, any questions? And walks away. I'm like, yes, marry me. That's the question. <laughs> Leave that master dick. I'll attend to it. <clears throat> I'm not used to being waited on now. One of my favorite scenes, only because it's an homage, and it's a deep cut. Dick is doing his laundry. This is an homage to, and if I get the... Actor's name wrong, I apologize. Yuen Biao in the 1981 kung fu movie Dreadnought, in which he's basically doing his laundry as a kata mm-hmm. and going through moves. Wait. It's great. Isn't this how you hang up your laundry? This is how I do For it. a split second, Chris O'Donnell looks like a badass. Oh, I have terrible news for you. That's not Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> well, listen. I mean, we are made to think that Chris O'Donnell is a badass. Yeah. That's my favorite scene in the movie. That's it. I'm done. Then we have crime spree... Uh, <laughs> Jesus. We have crime three montage of Two-Face and Riddler uh, robbing every bank in Gotham. So there's a bunch of things happening here, right? Like Dick discovers the Batcave. That's big. Mm-hmm. Bruce and Chase are having dinner. Again, we're going to go deeper into this whole psyche thing, which doesn't really matter because they don't kind of tease it out with those scenes that got cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Bruce gets a call from Alfred telling him... That I'm afraid Master Dick has... Uh gone traveling. You ran away? Actually, he took the car. He boosted the Jag? Not the Jaguar. The other car. The Bentley? No, sir. The other car. The frown that he gives at the end of that. That's one of the few (laughs) moments in which I genuinely laughed Mm -hmm. in this movie. Um, Back to when Dick discovers the cave. Yeah, The cave is saying intruder alert, intruder alert, intruder alert. Why is everything turning on? If the biometric so the scanner has access mu- to everything, clearly. Yeah, if the biometric scanner that must be running in this bat cave. I, I, yeah, turn shit off. Everything yeah. or or the, and if you wanted to show everything off to have that great shot of Michael uh, or uh, Alfred, I can't I can never pronounce his name right, so I'll just say Alfred frowning yeah. at like he's giving him the look of I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's just good. Technically, Alfred didn't lie to him. He asked him what's behind this door. Master Wayne's dead wives. 
The silver closet on your way. Did you notice that silver, like silverware, fell down the stairs with Dick? No. So I'm just like, he didn't lie. It's a silver closet. There's that, silver closet that leads to the back <laughs> and cave. other things. Yeah, yeah. That's great. So, That's great. Yeah, I. Hmm. I don't know. That was pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a there's this whole scene. So Dick, you know, he's the impetuous teenager. How right? come the Batmobile's dorsal fin splits in half? For it's one as if this fucking scene. It's almost as if this movie doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Is it racist that Dick Grayson goes? Go for a ride on my love machine, baby. You know Ooh. that caught my ear. I was like, mm. it, it, it. I noticed that. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed. That. Did you notice yeah. who the gang leader was? No, I did not. <gasps> the guy in the skull makeup? Yes. Who is it? Remember the movie Bloodsport? Yes. He's in he's the lead in Bloodsport. Wait. You mean um Bolo? No. Oh, no. Hang the fuck on, motherfucker. The jacked villain? Yeah. That guy's name is Bolo Young. That can't be him. Hang on. Just Todd? Hang on. I must know now. Boop, boop, boop. Jesus, there's so many people in this movie. George Wallace is the mayor. How about that? Oh, Don Wilson. Don, Wilson. Don the Dragon Wilson is not in Bloodsport, but he is a famous. Yes, he oh is. my God. He's a famous kickboxer. Don the Dragon Wilson. I. Oh, I'm so disappointed that that. Blood <laughs> Fist. The, I'm sorry, not Bloodsport. Blood Fist. Blood Fist. Listen, Don Wilson, very familiar with him, but did not recognize him in that makeup. Mm-hmm. And he shot his scenes in four days and was personally asked by Joel Schumacher to do this movie. No kidding. No. His movie credits are not <laughs> are not fabulous. But, no. I mean, the guy's a, a straight-up, legit uh, kickboxer. Who you know? does dick in this movie. Yeah. He stands by and lets everyone... I don't know why you got him, because you didn't need him. If Dick had taken out all the rest of the Neon gang... And then he'd be like, now you mm-hmm. got to face me. And they had had a fight. And then Batman showed up. Like like the, the skull-faced leader, Don Wilson, was about to kill Dick. And then like Batman pulled him away and just sucker punched him and took him out. Sure. Better scene. Hey, look at that. We're rewriting this movie to be better. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of work in front of us. Okay. Um, so, of course, uh, Dick actually kind of holds his yeah. own there until reinforcements arrive. But luckily, Dick's got his own reinforcement as Batman shows and Batman up. takes him out, and the instant everyone's down, Dick whips around at Batman and just starts wailing on him. I kind of yeah. wish, yeah. wish Batman hadn't put up his gauntlets. I kind of wish he just stood there and let him just punch him in the chest be like, I deserve this. Yeah. That's yeah. more Batman yeah. to just stand yeah. there and let it happen. Like, as long as he's not punching him in the face or anything, like, if he was just, like, punching his sides, be like, you could have saved him. If Batman had just let that happen, I would have been like, that's Batman. He knows his, he knows his yeah, I hear 15-year-old child can't uh, actually do any damage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. If Bruce Wayne could have given his life to your family, he would have. You know, he kind of expends his anger there in the street. Then all of a sudden we cut, we're in the Bat Cave, and we get this really, really heavy-handed monologue from Dick. Yeah. All I can think about every second of the day is getting Two-Face. He took my whole life. When I was out there tonight, 
I imagined it was him that I was fighting. Even when I was fighting you. And all the pain went away. Do you understand? Yes, I do. Good. Because you got to help me find him. And when we do, I'm the one who kills him. So you're willing to take a life? As long as it's Two-Face. There's a lot of that in this movie. Where, and again, the problem is, throughout most of it, you've established this really campy tone. And now you want me to take this serious emoting this emoting seriously uh, it, it it's just the 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 shift j- just doesn't work for me is this a scene where Val Kilmer is shirtless and trying to hide his little yes. belly yeah yeah, yeah. But he stands up yeah. uh he's in good shape no he's in good he's shape in, for that i oh, think he's clear but he's definitely Sucking stuff in a little. Listen, he's in as good of a shape as he's going to get in this movie, and this is the moment where he's like, "Now or never." I had a trainer for months. (laughs) You're going to see it. um, Stephen Amell, when he had to do shirtless scenes for Arrow, he had to be like, "Guys, you got to give me like five days' notice to tell and do all this stuff." You're you're dehydrating to get the the muscle definition. Sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, it looks like. Is that the bat signal in the sky? Oh, no, wait. It's the Night Shift Radio signal. Oh, we got a commercial. You're listening to a Night Shift Radio production. Night Shift Radio is a modern media company bringing you shows that entertain, inform, and most importantly, provide an escape. Never Heard of It dives into the world of bad, obscure, and sometimes just weird movies. Follow along with the crew of Set Condition 1 as they experience the 2004 sci-fi hit Battlestar Galactica, one episode at a time. Each week on Left of the Dial, we explore a new record or revisit an old favorite. We'll bring in guests to talk about their own music and the state of the industry. The Superpod HeroCast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. They draw a random comic-inspired movie from Thor's helmet and offer thorough, insightful, and humorous commentary. And once a month, tune into the Storyteller series and get lost in the magic of a good old-fashioned radio drama. Learn more about these fine shows at nightshiftradio.com and subscribe on your favorite platform. So, you know, basically, Bruce's whole angle on this is, you know, he's trying to talk him out of killing, certainly, and revenge, trying to, you know, give Dick something to live for, and revenge isn't mm-hmm. it. Uh, now we're at the gala at the Ritz Gotham. The um, now it's not the Riddler; it's Edward Nigma, and he he almost has this Aldrich Killian transformation, right? He's this now like he's the self-actualized version of himself. Do you, you know like you, from? No, you get what he's trying to do, right? <laughs> And he's got the same glasses, everything. Yeah. Well, he's trying to be Bruce because he even has the fake mole. He he has Val Kilmer's fake mole. Yeah. Oh, good. Sure, For sure. a hot second, um, I was like, oh, shit, Todd. Hang on. We got to back up. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. He, he has a massive version of his machine, which really looks sure, like a blender. Sure. I mean, the original version looked like a, a blender with popcorn in it. It's kind of like a, it's a food ninja. He is going to turn... His machine on Gotham's elite. He managed to get manages to get Bruce in front of one of the machines, and Bruce's mind is getting probed. Ew. Well, first, uh, Sugar helps him pull out the the power source. Sure, sure. And she's got another one hiding in her little doggy. 
Um, not an actual dog, people. <laughs> That's filthy. Straight up the butt. Uh, <laughs> I, hope, I hope they wiped well, it off first. And she turns it on. Tell me your dreams. Tell me your fantasies. In the middle of it, who shows up? Two-Face. Two-Face. Almost as if he forgets that he had an alliance with Riddler. <laughs> like, he... he. Uh-huh. Oh, and Riddler says it to him. Well, the least you could have done is let me in on the paper. We could have organized this. Planned it. Pre-sold the movie rights. Bruce escapes. The, the machine gets disrupted. He, he runs down to the limo, changes into costume, returns as Batman. Dick changes into his Flying Grayson's costume. Uh, Two-Face... Which is 100%... Robin origin. Yeah, it's uniform. the comic book Robin. The the his his superhero uniform we'll get at the end is the Schumacher version of that. But the No, no, that's that's uh that's Tim Drake. That is what Tim Drake wore, wore as Robin for years. Oh yeah, but that was the original like the original Robin, right? No, what Dick Grayson wears was Dick Grayson's costume. What Tim Drake Robin 3 wears. Oh, was that with the leggings? Yep, they they finally gave him, you know, <laughs> You're fighting crime in Gotham. You might want to in cover your legs. Yeah, yeah, sure. Jesus Christ. How did his nuts not, at some point with the kicks, <laughs> a nut must have, he must have had a stray ball. Like uh-huh. one must have gotten free. <laughs> well, how do you think he distracted the criminals? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I just got brained. <laughs> uh, uh, Two-Face and the Riddler retreat. Batman chases Two-Face into the oh, sewers. Wait, There's we're a- missing a little, n- another nod to another movie. What is what does uh, Batman do with that final sword wielding villain? Oh, he or does henchman. the Indiana Jones. He indies him one hundred percent. He totally <laughs> indies him. He doesn't have okay. time for this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he chases Two Face into the sewers. Two Face opens up a gas line and ignites this explosion. Batman does this duck and cover, but he does something on his utility belt that, like... It's almost like the armor that the Batmobile had in the last one. Yeah, yeah. Like, or the electrical the- charge that we'll get in the Nolan Batman, like, mm-hmm. with the... with the Yeah, it's... We never see it again. It's never explained. It's a weird, like, deus ex machina. Like, it, he's saved by it. We don't... No, say it, those words again. Deus, deus ex machina. There you go. Deus, sorry. Deus. deus. Yeah. <laughs> Two two machines. It's it's like two machines, the cape and the utility belt. What are you talking about? It's clearly it. (laughs) That was the best. Dusek. Dusek's machina. Yeah. Listen, Um, I didn't know Ed Begley Jr. was in this fucking movie. (laughs) I I don't have a leg to stand on. (laughs) No worries. No worries. So Batman survives the fire blast. Two-Face in in frustration fires another explosive from this little mini... Grenade launcher he has. Batman falls. Gravel begins covering him. uh, But with a swell of music, a a gloved hand reaches in and grabs Batman, pulling him out. It's Robin. He's now he now has added the domino mask to the costume, Mm -hmm. and it's comic book Robin. One hundred percent. Yeah. And they um, go back to the Batcave. Robin says, "I need a name. Batboy, Nightwing. I don't know. What do you think? I'm totally in Team Alfred." At this, because he's yeah. like, look, he, he, I see the anger this child has, this 15-year-old boy has, because clearly Chris O'Donnell is 15 years old in this movie. Yeah. I'm trying to guide him to not become Harvey or Riddler. You know, he, he's he's trying to show him 
that he can use that anger and do good. And I'm right with Alfred. Alfred's right in the scene. Sorry, Bruce. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting. This Alfred is clearly the British butler version of Alfred. Sure, because he still kind of was in the comics. He hadn't entered badassness yet. And obviously at this point, Batman Begins is a glimmer in the future, in the distant future, right? The franchise has to die before that it's even. Gonna, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and when we once we get Michael Caine as Alfred, I can't see anyone else, including Jeremy Irons, as a better Alfred. Um, but Jeremy for, Irons is a fun Alfred, but yeah, sure. No, it, but he's it, but Michael Caine is the Michael Caine is the yeah. But we haven't got that. And in this, I feel like the role is it, it's kind of like Pat Hingle's Commissioner Gordon. It's a it's there's not a lot to do with the character, but uh-huh. I feel like this is as good as his name is uh is it Michael Go? Go? Goff. I don't know. I think it's Michael Goff, Goff I think. Okay. But this is as good as this Alfred gets, in my opinion. Young men with a mind for revenge need little encouragement. They need guidance. You above all should know the consequences of the life you choose. This scene, yes, but Really, go find the deleted scene of the next of the continuation of this scene. Yeah, sure, sure. He's well, so that makes sense though because I like the scene. So if there's more of it, that yeah. makes sense. I would. Um, yeah. Well, you know who it, we know who the Commissioner Gordon is in the Batman, right? Jeffrey Wright. Do you know who's playing Alfred? Yeah. Uh, uh, you don't, because you would I, know it. No, I don't. Andy Circus. Oh, I do remember hearing that, and I remember going, oh, I, I know I want to see this, Alfred. I don't know if it's going to be good, but I know I want to see it. Oh, Circus is a great actor, so. So good. Yeah, yeah. But weirdly, he's completely computer-generated. It's a very odd choice. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He looks like an old British and actually, guy. They're just making it Michael Cuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. That would be terrible. Uh, and then in the worst bit of creepiness in the movie... Alfred encourages Bruce to go see Chase, which he does right that moment, even though Chase is asleep, and Batman just walks in off her balcony while she's naked, coming awake from asleep. It's a little creepy. It's a little creepy. It's even more creepy that for some reason, either the producers or hopefully it was Nicole Kidman, she's really naked. Is she really? Yep. She's really naked. I got to say that was some pervy producer like, oh, we'll see the underwear lines. Oh, is this oh. a Weinstein uh, piece? <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't feel good. Yeah. There's a historical moment here. Oh, tell me. Dr. Chase Meridian is the first person in a live action Batman movie to kiss Batman as Batman. Really? Yep. Vicky Vale never kissed her? Not as Batman. You never see it either. Oh, and Catwoman's kiss is she's she, ripped his she, mask. She just licks him. <laughs> oh, she well, okay. Which I'll take the lick. Yeah, okay. It's Michelle Pfeiffer, one hundred percent. All right. As long as everyone's consenting, yes, please. That's that's um, true. That's true. So so they kiss and she says, Oh, I can't believe this, but I've met someone else. And she he leaves, and that smirk he gives at the end, like I'm still going to get laid because <laughs> it's right, me. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now we get to Two-Face and Riddler. Mm-hmm. They are lamenting Batman's survival, but Riddler has really Bruce's mind map. And the, the central image there is an image of a bat. And so, of course, Riddler is drawing the connection uh, to Bruce Wayne. 
but between Bruce Wayne and Batman. Mm-hmm. Now we're back with Bruce. He's getting ready to reveal himself to Chase. Oh my! Uh, At her again, office, do it in the bedroom, Bruce. Oh, a lot of stuff happening here. Dick is taking the Robin costume and his motorcycle, and he just leaves. Right? He's had enough. Mm-hmm. Um, Chase tells us that she's always drawn to the wrong kind of man. It's apparently Halloween because Alfred is handing out candy at Wayne Manor. Who, who the fuck is he? Not for nothing. It's not like it's, you know, 20 steps off the sidewalk. They've got a gate and a wall. And like, also, it is 15 to 20 miles outside of Gotham, depending on. It's usually, like, canonically about that. Who the fuck? I, I mean. And Alfred's not handing out full-size candy bars, either. He's handing out, like, <laughs> he's handing out like dum-dums. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's it's right. such that's bullshit. Right. All that's happening Riddler and Two-Face show up at the manor. Twig or tweet! How do you not know it's them? (laughs) Tommy Lee Jones doing this is just so odd. Like, for an actor with such gravitas, it's a weird, it's a a weird casting. Very weird choice. Um, the, the, for me, the clunkiest moment in the movie is Bruce talking about, like, Bruce reliving this uh, you know, the his changing life, the the, the journal, discovering the Batcave. Yeah, it's pretty I'm funky. sure give it, if the movie had a different tone, I'm sure it would work. It does not work here for me. We know it also doesn't work for me is Chase Meridian being like, tell me, Bruce, and then like eating his face. <laughs> <laughs> like, tell me, Bruce. And then realizing, oh, my God, you kiss just like Batman. Oh, my God, you're Batman. You're Batman. Um. Alf, uh, Alfred gets knocked out by Riddler and Two Face uh, as they're trick or treating. As you as you talk about, um, all the goons come in. We've got a chase. We, literally, uh, we have a, yeah. Uh, we've got a chase sequence through the man the mansion. We have the biggest bullshit moment in this entire fucking film. When Riddler's in the Batcave. Nope, that's fine. When Harvey flips his coin, that is it. He flips it three fucking times so that he can shoot Bruce in the head. Nope. Sorry. And some people, I saw some people online be like, well, he's flipping it to figure out the other people in the room. There's only one other person in the room he could shoot. Chase Meridian. Nope. Yeah. It is shitty writing. He's like, I'll just keep flipping until I get the answer I want. That's not how, that's not how Two-Face works. He flips it. If it landed good side, okay, Bruce gets to live. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. I'm with the, you. I'm the, with end. You. It's, uh, it's, the end. It's, it's, it, 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 in, in, again, <laughs> In 1995, I went, hey, that's a bit of bullshit. And in 2020, I go, that's a lot of bullshit. That's right. Riddler does get into the Batcave. And sure does. mayhem ensues. And do you think they were just like, Jim, just uh, just do whatever you want. We'll we'll just film you. Because this is like, you, this feels like the most unchained he is in the movie. Yeah, the, the earlier bit where his boss has the thing on, that's just the face, him doing his face stuff. But mm-hmm. this is like... The clowning theatrics, like full body, throwing the one bomb at the back computer, and then spitting and grabbing his crotch, and was like, "Oh, okay." I mean, it, I guess at this point, if you're into what he's doing, great. It's more of that. If you're not, it's just cringy for me. So Chase gets captured. Bruce is knocked out, and now we see that there's only one suit left. It has the sonar. Yeah, the entire Batcave has been demolished. Yep. It has a sonar, which I'm trying to think, why does the sonar matter? Really? I'm clearly misremembering. It's kind of bullshit, but it's the they drop down so he can throw the batarang at the uh, 
the thing that's over Nigma in his lair. But he needed the sonar to target it? or They needed to put him in a different bat suit so that they could sell more toys. Oh, listen, that's, that's, why, that's why they have. But the fact that the fact that Alfred points out specifically that this is the suit with the sonar, but it hasn't been tested. It's it's Chekhov's sonar, right? Like, and that's used in that scene. It's it's like the sonar that's in the Dark Knight, but it actually makes sense and works. Okay, I'll to move to, the plot you know. forward. Remember when he's in the when he's in the yeah. scaffolding? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess. I guess it's. Listen, I I liked it better when Tony Stark did it (laughs) every time he used a different suit. So, yeah, that's fine. Who's your tailor? Dick returns in the new costume. This is the the movie, or the Tim Drake, as you say, the Tim Drake costume, right? So Batman takes the the wing. Robin takes the boat. They're assaulting the the bat wing. Sure. How dare you? Robin takes the bat boat. 100%. Okay. And we get a gif that I like to use a lot. (laughs) Oh, when Batman right. gives the thumbs up to um, Commissioner Gordon as he's that's flying right. by. That's right. They're assaulting Riddler's giant machine, um, which is apparently on an island in the bay. Island bay that's getting green um, waves sent to it, and no one's like, hey, I think something evil is happening at Nigma. Nothing with our cable box. Yeah. I don't know. We tried unplugging it and plugging it back in. Um, no, no, just leave it unplugged. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> then right. you're good. Uh, best exchange in the entire movie when they get to the island. Holy rusted metal, Batman! Huh? You're grown. It's all metal. It's full of holes, you know? Holy! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you have actually mentioned this joke before, and I can't remember what episode it was in, but as I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah. It's a yeah. funny joke. It's good. It, it's, it's the best. I'll, I'll say this. It's the best nod to the TV series that we get in the movie. 100%. Yeah. So the island raises up. It's this massive tower. You know, Robin fights Two-Face. Saves him. but Because he won't saving, kill. Yeah. But in saving him, Two-Face has another gun. Where was he hiding that gun? Don't ask. <laughs> it's it's the hepatitis gun. And Batman it's in his prison and, wallet. Oh, not his prison wallet. I'm going to need uh, a hepatitis shot. <laughs> that's right. Um, so then we cut to Batman. He's in, you know, like the, the chamber with the ceiling with spikes coming down, the big trap. Uh, Batman has jet boots, which apparently overpower the the ceiling Doesn't platform everybody? thing. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't everybody <laughs> yeah. have jet boots? Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black? He gets into the Riddler's um, lair. For if knowledge is power, then a god am. This is a question Jim Carrey should ask himself on a lot of these movies. Is that over the top? I can never tell. (laughs) His fucking hair is... My note at this point is, what the fuck with Riddler's hair? Well, originally he was going to shave a question mark into the back of his head. Okay. But he was going through a divorce at the time, and he was like, "Uh, I have to go to court. You can't. I got to wear wigs. Sure. But he had the... He has, like, the crew cut Through most of the movie, and then suddenly he's got... You know, four or five inch long, longer hair. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's a weird moment. Yeah, you know, you know what his hair is. Um, 
you, you know what his hair is? His hair is basically Mugatu, Will Ferrell from Zoolander. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Do you think that's where that they got is it? the hair he ends up with? No, here's a real question. When he goes out as the Riddler, is he just wearing a wig? Because he has normal hair at the Gotham uh, Socialite Ball. Welcome to the Superpod Haircast. Uh, <laughs> nice, well played. But well played. no, seriously, is that what's going on? Is he just putting? Is he is he Batwoman? He just got. He's it? got a lot of product in there. He's uh, got a lot of product. But it's but it's yeah. bright orange. It's, it's that spray. Yeah, maybe. No. Uh, maybe. Who knows? I think uh, he's wearing a wig. I think he's. I think in movie he's wearing a wig. Okay. Sure. That makes as much sense as anything else in this movie. Sure, why not? Two-Face is there, and of course, Two-Face is captured. He already had Chase, and now he's captured Robin. Right. So it's the trolley car dilemma, right? So 100%. Chase and Robin are in these two different capsules on opposite sides of the room. They're going to fall. Who will Batman save? He realizes he can't save both of them. He breaks the... Uh the box blender, yeah, the blender that's over them. That's been that we earlier saw that really disturbing scene of Jim Carrey just taking it on full force and just being like, "Yeah, like, a little oh, dirty." Jesus yeah. Christ, Is, are we back <laughs> in Blank Man? It was uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bruce jumps down to save Chase. He grabs her, uh, lassos her, so she gets saved. He's go- he's flying down, about to catch Robin. Unfortunately, he doesn't. Uh, Robin dies, and the credits roll. It's really a dark ending. Nope. No, of course he saves them. They, uh, they're they're all on the same, uh, like, piece of rebar, not rebar, but, like, metal together. Like, we saved the day, and surprise, here's here's Two-Face, and, uh, yeah, Batman straight up murders Two Face. He really kind of does. No, no, he doesn't. Kind yeah. of. He straight up murders him. He knows. Oh no! You see, fighting me is just really exhausting. So he's he's just sleeping. <laughs> no, he one hundred percent knows that that Two Face will lose his balance throwing all these coins and die. So murder, murder, murder. If the murder. movie wasn't so, if the movie wasn't so campy, I would say, does Batman do this so that? Dick will not be tempted to yes. go down that path. 100%. Batman's like, I can, I can take this. You can still be pure, or right, like it's the still uh, hope the for stare. You. God, we've done so many fucking Batman movies, but it's the I know. it's the <laughs> yeah. stare into the abyss thing from uh, Killing Joke. But, oh, sure, sure. <laughs> so does that mean that Dick and Batman are gonna fuck now? Oh. Oh, well, well, that's yeah. Listen, if that's well, no, they better not because you know Dick is fifteen. So clearly, <laughs> clearly he's yeah. clearly fifteen. He's clearly fifteen. You can tell by the eight o'clock shadow he has. Uh, <laughs> so all right. So now we're at Arkham. Well, first there's that really like deformed oh, enigma oh, right, that's really right. disturbing. That like by this point. Having the bean not watch this, I, I at this point I went, yeah, this was a good idea that she didn't watch this film. Yeah, not only has Nigma been defeated, he has suffered like psychic damage, psychic from damage, the, and physical damage. Like his brain is enlarged, his jaw is protruding. He, you know who he looks like? Uh, what's his name? Um, is it S- Sinestro in the Green Lantern mu- movie? 
Um, no, it's um, you know Howard Darbo. Hammond. Peter no, Sarsgaard? Ha- yeah. Ham- no, well, I can't think of it. I blocked that movie. But, yes, that's 100% who he looks like. Yeah, it's – but then that goes away in the next scene. Yeah, is it a is it a temporary like it's like a swelling? He puts I, some ice, ice on it and it goes down. Um, maybe. So we end up at Gotham. Yep. And we get Odo, good old Rene Ajibwana. Uh That's <laughs> so nice. Edward Nigma has been screaming for hours that he knows the true identity of Batman. Chase goes up to it, kind of a Hannibal Lecter moment where he she's like, "Do you remember me?" How can I forget? Dr. Nigma. Dr. Nigma. Dr. Nigma. And she's like, Edward, please. Who is Batman? He flops up with his straight jacket as like wings. I'm Batman. I I laughed at that moment too. That's another moment in which I legitimately laughed. Yeah. Uh, So she leaves Arkham. She comes outside. Bruce is there. She tells Bruce that his secret is safe. He is definitely. A wacko. Wacko? Is that a technical term? <laughs> Bruce gives her the Dream Warden back. He doesn't need it. Mm-hmm. And then the music swells. We have Batman and Robin running away from the bat signal for no apparent reason. <laughs> it's just, it's yeah. So weird. Yeah. And in movie. So, All Todd, right. that was a good but bad movie. Mm, you're half right. <laughs> oh, you thought it was just good? Mm. Okay, so we've got some questions. Hey, Todd. Yeah. Who was your favorite character? Uh, I mean, I th- from what you've described of, the, of what the Schumacher cut should be, I'll bet you in that cut it would have been Bruce, Batman. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work for me in this. Um, there's not a lot to like in here. I liked Sugar and Spice, but, uh, you know, Alfred actually has some nice moments in here. I'm going to go with Alfred. Yeah, Alfred gets mine, too. Hey. He, he, this is the best he is. No offense to the actor, but he's very face-punchable in the next film. <laughs> yes. It's real bad. As, as much of the cast is, to be fair. Yeah, just line yeah. them all up. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, hey, Casey, what is the best scene? It is the, the. You thought it was clunky, but I like the visuals of the scene where he's explaining, where he, Bruce is explaining to, where we see the giant bat that is from he, the, the the deleted scene. It, yeah, I think if the tone had been more consistent for me, I, I could see that. For me, that doesn't work. I I, I got to think. The best scene probably is uh, – I mean, again, staying with the Alfred theme, I kind of like Alfred being assertive in this movie. Mm -hmm. You know, he he doesn't rise to the level that Michael Caine will in the Nolan films, which I love. But in terms of what Michael Goff gets to do in the series – this is – these are some of his best scenes. So maybe when he – maybe when he takes Dick's side – when Dick is mm. basically convincing Bruce that you know he should be his partner, sure, I'll take that. That's 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 fine. What is one scene that you would cut? Boy, you know, I'll be honest with you. One of the problems with this movie is it's a long, slow going movie, but it's the shortest Batman movie. 
Is it really? You're kidding. Seriously? Yeah. Shorter than any other Batman film. It's only two hours. Yeah, but that's, wow, that's crazy to me. Okay. Hmm. It, uh, the problem is it, it feels really long. Uh, um, I, you know, I don't know. It's not a scene. This movie, in my opinion, this movie needs to really, everything they cut, you know, what we got, they needed to, if they, once you go down that route of cutting, they needed to keep cutting because this movie is just slow going in a lot of it. So I don't know, but it, it needs a lot of tightening up in my opinion. So you would want to, you would want to see the Schumacher cut just I, I think to see you, if it's I, any better. If the yeah, so for so I mean I think that the tone of this movie is all wrong. So if the mm-hmm. tone of the Schumacher cut is darker and less campy, then then maybe I'd be okay with it. Yeah, with with the tone that we get, it's just way too long. It's way too okay. long. So I I can't, but I can't pin it down to one team one scene. It's lots and lots of stuff needs to tighten up. How about you? The two face chase, the one where he oh. goes up the yeah. side of the bed. Sure. So. So dumb. That's dumb. Just, just the fucking worst. Yeah, I agree. And then finally, Casey, who is the actor having the most fun? Oh, it's Jim Carrey. It's clearly Jim Carrey. Yeah. Jim Carrey's having a fucking blast in this movie. And as we said, this is the height of his, like, this is what makes him a superstar. He's, I'm sure he's getting paid that way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's, he's doing just fine. I mean, yep. he's doing what he was hired to do. 100%. Yep. All right. What's so, the, so what's the uh, IMDb score? Yeah, for this? IMDb score was a five point four seven. Boy, that's I, so. Maybe if the stuff in the deleted scenes is that good, I could see that. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if my my score is being colored a little by that. I, but I, I think I don't hate this film at all. I yeah. think it's, I acknowledge this is a bad film. But it's still fun to watch and sit here and make fun of and and yeah. And I'm wondering also if I'm being if my opinion of it is a little colored from the last two shit shows we had to sit through. Yeah, listen, yes, but um, I mean, the, I did not enjoy watching this. So if it's a five point four, fine. This is okay. one of those ones I don't care about, and I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not ever watching this if I don't have to. <laughs> oh, I have bad news. We're going to start a thing where we, like the Star Wars minute, where we're going to watch yeah. one minute of this movie at a time and analyze it. I've got it. bad news gonna... for you. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Dad's breakdown. Well, I tried to get the bean to watch it, and yeah. it, I think there's just too much violence, too frenetic for her right now. Yeah. Yes. Now, listen, we'll say this right now. The next one is so campy and obviously ridiculous. I mean, th- that's the one I think Christian probably watched Batman and Robin way more than this because it, because it's even more campy, cartoonish. It's even more like Adam West's Batman. But this well, one, he would have been how old would he have been in '97? Uh, he was nine. Oh, then yeah, it was yeah. right up his fucking alley. Yeah, um, this is a weird movie for kids. I, I don't, I don't think so because. Cause it's it because it has some dark tones to it, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 
Yeah, and all this, the the psyche stuff, like all of that exploration of they're, of, they're is, just going to glaze right over yeah, on yeah. all of that. Yeah. So I, I just don't think it lands well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So Casey, hey, how about you uh, pick us a good fucking movie, dude? Come on. <laughs> and now it's time to pick the next movie from Thor's helmet. Let's let's <sighs> fucking do it. Come on, come on, just give us a good movie, please. All right. Here we go. I have a piece of paper in my hand. I'm so With three scared. little letters on it. That's all I want. Three little... Oh. <gasps> yes! 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 <laughs> fucking yes! Oh, thank God. We are oh, watching thank the God. fucking Witcher Saga. a good fucking movie. Oh, thank you. Thank uh, in case you haven't figured out, dear TSPHC Army, I pulled out a piece of paper that had three little letters on it. M C. You, we are watching the motherfucking Winter Soldier. Let's watch the trailer. Coming up on the drop zone, Cap. You do anything fun Saturday night? Well, all the guys in my barbershop quartet are dead, so... No, not really. You know, if you ask Kristen out from statistics, you'd probably say yes. That's why I don't ask. Too shy or too scared? Too busy! Is he wearing a parachute? No. No, he wasn't. They joined S.H.I.E.L.D. to protect people. Captain, to build a better world sometimes means tearing the old one down. And that makes enemies. Are you ready for the world to see you as you really are? Look out the window. You know how the game works. Disorder, war. All it takes is one step. We're gonna neutralize a lot of threats before they even happen. Thought the punishment usually came after the crime. Shield takes the world as it is, not as we'd like it to be. This isn't freedom. This is fear. open. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Your work has been a gift to mankind. You've shaped the century. I need you to do it one more time. You're up. It's time. I just had a full release. That is. Holy shit. Can oh, I just say. Yes, please. Before we start, does anyone want to get off? I think Todd and I both just got off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is he jazzed. wearing a shirt? No. Uh, is he wearing a parachute? No. No, he, he isn't. isn't. <laughs> Fucking Frank Grillo, that guy. This movie is so good. Like, there is so much good in it. Oh, oh. 
Oh, I'm insulted. Oh, you just look at the end. Well, before you tell me that, do you know that this movie also starts the trend of, because it's the first Russo movie, community actors being right, in. Right. We've got, uh, what's Abed. his name? Abed. Yeah, Danny, yeah. Danny Pudi. Uh, and it will continue till, yeah, till uh, it, Endgame. It, in Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with, is that Yvette Brown or Nicole Brown? There's Nicole. two in Endgame. Who's the, the, the black woman Yvette, on the base? Yvette Nicole Brown. Yvette Nicole Brown. And um, <laughs> I can only think of his character's name, Senor Chang. Oh, um, yes. But with no lines, though. That seems an odd choice. Like, Oh, the, which, did you You never listen to uh, the podcast that the no. two of them had, Joel McHale and him? No. And he would be like, you know, he's in the biggest movie of all time, Endgame. He goes, and did you talk in the movie at all? <laughs> Or did you just stand there? He goes, yeah, but without me, the Avengers would have been able to, you know, do anything. He goes, but did you say any Listen, words? I in would the have film? answered exactly the same way as he did. That's exactly <laughs> how so I would have funny. Framed it. Their relationship is hilarious. Uh, um, have you watched? So, uh, do you like Burt Kreischer? Do you like his humor? Yes, I do. Have you watched The Cabin on Netflix? No. So it's a reality. I think it's. Mainly reality. So he basically, his premise is he tells his wife, he, Bert himself, tells his wife that, you know, his schedule's too much. He works too hard. Uh, so he's going to go up to a cabin in the woods and kind of decompress. But what he does while he's up there, he brings a film crew and he has his friends come in and they film. And oh. uh, and Joel McHale is one of the guests in one of the episodes. Joel McHale. So they're really watchable. Watch them. It's really good. First of all, Joe McHale, very funny man. Second of yes. all, Joe McHale, goddamn handsome man. Y- yes. Yes. Ridiculously he is. Yeah. handsome. He shouldn't be as fun. He's one of those guys shouldn't get to be that funny. He's a Chris Hemsworth. He's in the Chris yeah. Hemsworth category. Yeah, fuck him. Like, yeah. No, 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 no. You're not allowed to look like that <laughs> and say those things. That's right. That's fuck right. You. If that motherfucker can sing, he's got to go. I mean, he's you, just got to oh, go. Oh, wait. Don't you? Well, I don't know about. Well. Yeah, there's a musical episode of Community oh, because, son of, a bitch. of course, and he's okay. But did you Damn ever it. see that? I think we've talked about it before on the podcast when the women of uh, Ghostbusters were on Graham Norton. No. And they were talking about Chris Hemsworth. And <laughs> I thought it was funny that they, they were saying that. And Kate McKinnon did the. Uh... <laughs> and I'm like, but Kate, you're super gay. <laughs> like. But I feel like, like, who's the one? Who is it that Ellen DeGeneres is always like swooning? Well, Rosie over? O'Donnell used to be in love with Tom Cruise. Yeah, and Ellen DeGeneres had. A, oh a, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. it Chris Pratt? Maybe. Or it's no, I mean, it's somebody. I don't think. It, well, if it was, it ain't anymore. It, it ain't because, anymore. That's true. That's true. Ooh, um, he's uh he's going down in the list of uh, my favorite Pratts real quick. <laughs> oh, my favorite Chris's. He's yeah. Yeah. But anyways, they were on set one day and they were trying to think of a song and Chris Pratt or Chris the Hemsworth started to sing and Mr. McCarthy's like and I just was like you shut up. <laughs> like it's just this visceral thing from inside of me I'm like you can't be that handsome and sing too and be funny, right? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing you should look it up cuz I I will. Both, I like the Grand just, Norton show. <laughs> but Melissa McCarthy you shut up. Oh, she's wonderful. <laughs> uh okay, so listen, hey, Captain America the Winter Soldier do you want to guess what the IMDb oh, score is? No, it's, well, by your face that you made when you pulled it up, 
I'm going to say it's in the seven range. 7.7. That's fucking criminal. No. no that's, that's, that, that's, we'll no. both say right now that's way too low. Too low. Okay. I've All said right. before, this is the best MCU movie. And I'm not going to fight you. It's, I cannot, oh, like, on your left, I can't wait to watch this. I cannot wait to watch this. <laughs> so when are we uh, recording this? Like, tomorrow? <laughs> oh, so yeah. Want, no, no, it won't be tomorrow. No, not tomorrow, but yeah, listen, I, listen, I, I'm ready to. So, Todd, that was a movie. That was a movie. Oh, not boy. as much of a movie as we're going to watch, but this was a Fucking movie. Hey. I'm so excited. Ah, <laughs> uh, me too. Dude. We did oh. we did my favorite character and now we're doing yours. It's yes. like the beginning and, of the podcast. And a high water again. and a high water mark for mine. Not so much sure. for yours, but you yeah, but hey, one out of two ain't bad. So music for the podcast comes to us from two sources. Our theme music is Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. He puts out a variety of music royalty free at his website, which is Incompetech. Com. Our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. He puts out his music at silvermansound.com. Thank you to sound engineer Kitsy for making yes. our dumbass conversations sound so nice. They <laughs> are so nice. Uh, Kitsy, very talented sound engineer, musician, podcast host. Podcast guru. Yeah, 100%. Head over to kitzy.com, K-I-T-Z-Y, kitzy.com. Check out all the stuff they do. Really impressive. Uh, Kitsy, thank you. Thank you, Kitsy. So that'll do it for the SuperPod HeroCast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. Be, Be heroic. heroic. Fucking Captain America. Yes! All right, that was the that was the open. Uh, I thought I was hoping you wouldn't catch on at first. <laughs> nice. That was not that uh, was fucking sealed. nice, man. <laughs> I thought of that today. I'm like, oh, it's cold. Like it could snow. <gasps> <laughs> the movie we watched that snow discussion. That's right. That's right. Uh, all right. This uh, is before we start. There six... are some fucked up almost guests. <laughs> there are some. Yeah, I, I'm excited. Let, let's get into this because I've got some thoughts. Yeah, let's, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say it now. This is a bad movie, but it's so bad it's good. It was. It, it's I feel so bad that you're half right. Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> okay, Fred Stickley, where the fuck are you in here, Fred baby? Fred, baby, you are fired. Or should I say? Terminated. You fired. Oh. You fired. We, we, no. Can can we as America not train going by? What the fuck were these trains tonight? This is at least the third one we since we started recording. Guys, I think the trains are trying to kill us. So then we're in uh back Nick uh Edwards. Let me try that all yeah, again. Go. Jesus. Ludley. So That's of course thing. uh Two Face shows up. Um oh First Batman, or Jesus, not Batman. First Bruce, uh, let me start that again. Yeah, go ahead. Don't wait for the translation. Answer now. That's not the line. No, I didn't even get it right, did I? Don't wait for the translation. Answer the question. <laughs> That's right.